Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Donald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yeah, in the spirit of the show. Yeah, <laughs> drink that shit. We're waiting for the encoder and everything to catch up here, and then we'll go quiet, and then you'll see all of our stuff play and everything, and we'll introduce you. I already explained the okay. whole, whole process to him. Good job, okay. DJ. Yeah, I, I was productive. It's almost there. YouTube is so slow now with these things. All right, here we go. You are about to experience the Drunken Peasants podcast, the greatest podcast in human history. Please recognize that this podcast is designed to be amusing and entertaining, and thus we engage in satirical comments, exaggerations, and even dirty jokes. If you are offended by such things, please go away and die. If you enjoy this podcast, we ask that you help to support its existence by contributing to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash DP. Contributors get regular access to monthly private shows, special commentaries, Google Hangouts with the peasants, and more. If you don't want to do that, you can also support the show by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash drunken peasants to get a free audiobook and access to over 150,000 and audiobook titles, including great selections on science and skepticism. And if you shop on Amazon.com, we strongly urge you to use one of the Amazon affiliate links in the description section of our videos. You can help support the show simply by using our link to buy things you are going to buy anyway. Now that we've got all that shit out of the way, sit back and enjoy the show. from the frigid armpit of America. This is the Drunken Peasants Podcast with Ben and TJ, bringing you opinions of the news from an altered perspective. Suck it! Oh, 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 oh
There are starving children in the world, right? Show me, show me a child. Show me some empirical evidence it's happened. Yes, what the fuck is wrong with you? Lick my buttholes, you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? There's nothing, Tate. You're garbage. You're garbage, Tate. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the Drunken Peasants Podcast, where we DP the fuck out of the news. And it's just me and TJ here today. Well, actually, not just the two of us. We actually have Liberal Viewer here. Liberal Viewer. What is hey. that thing? Get out of here. I don't, see it. I don't care. I can see it. <laughs> just shut up, TJ. I can fucking see it, Ben. <laughs> fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Liberal Viewer is here today with us, here on the Drunken Peasants there he is. There he is. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> With his books behind him. I yes. noticed you have certain books angled towards the camera like, yeah, read these fucking books, you morons. That's right. These are the, the books that uh, I feature on my uh, own show that I do on Sundays with the roundup of the political analysis shows from the Sunday morning corporate media here. What's wrong with the corporate media? Why are you so against that? Well, you I'm not it. against you said, it. You said it very snarly. You're like, corporate <laughs> media. Corporate media. Well, I've actually been watching those corporate media shows for like the last 20 years, and they're kind of the basis of my political knowledge, so I, I can't knock them too much, but they definitely have their own corporate biases when they, uh, what they decide to cover and how they decide to cover it. I've never heard a bigger lie in all my life. <laughs> I always hear when totally fair, totally balanced. All the time with Fox News, I always hear them say the mainstream media, referring to other media sources as if they're not mainstream. But wouldn't you say they're mainstream because they're a major cable news network? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're the number one cable news network. Although they often try to say that they're like the uh, the biggest oh. news network, when in fact they don't get as uh, many viewers as like CBS, ABC, and NBC for their nightly news broadcast, like that half hour they do at 6.30, that actually has the most viewers of all the network news. But Fox News is the gets the most viewers of all the cable news networks, so it should definitely be considered mainstream news, I think. Yeah, and, and when, they, when, they, when they give an opinion, they're like, well, the mainstream media doesn't agree with this opinion. And I, I would say, who's more? I mean, who's who's more mainstream than you guys are? We always say that on here because they always say that, like, oh well, we have the inside, you know, like the mainstream media doesn't want you to know this. Got to teach you the things the mainstream media is trying to keep suppressed. Well, that's kind of like the Fox News niche. In fact, if you uh, read this uh, book over here, uh, "The Loudest Voice in the Room" by Gabriel Sherman, it talks about how Roger Ailes started Fox News to create this conservative news niche. And uh, he also used all these like entertainment values instead of journalistic values in creating the news network. That's why you see all these like blonde women and short skirts with low camera angles. Oh and... no, they only got a couple of those. <laughs> yeah, there's barely any. I've never even seen a blonde anchor woman. On no, Fox. never. Never, not one time. I think you're looking for patterns that aren't there. No, me and Ben used to joke that they were like clones. Like there's like yeah, a factory Stepford somewhere wise. manufacturing these things. It's kind of creepy. You know, uh, yeah. this has nothing to do with anything, but there's a my uh, little brother Stevie is uh, visiting from out of town. Oh he's, God, he's very sensitive, right? And um, 
he he's like he he was he went through this like survivalist phase. I'm still not convinced he's out of it, but it was like he's preparing for the zombie apocalypse, right? And you know he's like he's like well maybe they won't be zombies maybe they'll just be like people infected with some disease trying to get my resources like what resources do you have he's like guns? well I've got guns fish and berries he's from Louisiana uh, yes he kind of looks like a Duck Dynasty guy yeah he does <laughs> and uh, we started making fun of him like oh no they're the zombies are after my berries you know uh, like. Berries, berries. Because yeah. his, his, him, and his friends would run around in the woods, like doing combat drill, like zombie combat drills and things like that. Yeah. Anyway, Stevie got really <laughs> butt hurt and he started shaking violently, and I think he wanted to hit us. But yeah, I think so. You know. And he's not here tonight. He's not here, but I thought we'd we'd shit on him a little. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. I just want right. to get it out there. We should probably watch one of these videos we got. Yeah, okay. uh, the, the, the first video is about the Chattanooga shooting. Oh. Yeah. Chattanooga. Yep. I'll full tell you what. Full disclosure, I know nothing about this. Really? Really, yep. you don't? Uh, nope, I haven't, I haven't been paying attention to the news for there the was, a couple days. Yeah, there's a shooting in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So. Yeah, I've just been practicing saying Muhammad Yosef Abdul Aziz. Yeah, yeah. That that was the I, I believe at least one of the alleged shooters. Was there one or more? Just one. I guess I'll find out in a second. All right. Around 10:45 this morning, the first shots fired. A witness says a silver Mustang convertible pulled into this plaza lined with military recruiting officers. He just pulled up, and I didn't think anything of it. He had his drop top, and he looked to the side, and next thing you know, he lifted up his arms like this with a, a, a big black gun, and just. It was one shot, and then it was just endless shots, one after another, just unloading. From there, the alleged shooter, now I... Wow, look at the smirk on his face. Yeah, <laughs> I shot him. Yeah. Wow. Identified I like the way she said, uh, big black gun there, too. <laughs> Had a big black gun. 24-year-old <laughs> Mohammed Yusuf Abdulaziz took off, racing to a naval reserve center about seven miles away. Police responded giving chase, catching up with him at the reserve center where a gun battle broke out. They arrived on the scene extremely quickly, and they actively and enthusiastically engaged this brazen criminal. The uh, response by the local uh, law enforcement was overwhelming. Uh, they were able to uh, neutralize the, the threat. Four Marines were killed on the scene. At least three others were wounded. Sources tell CNN the shooter also died on the scene. Shooter. It was all over within 30 minutes. <laughs> A former recruit is devastated to see the aftermath. Why would you kill the people? They volunteered to protect you. Wow. Yeah. Are Got any jokes, or... Ben? No, <laughs> I don't have anything that can turn that around. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's like a comedy nosedive right there. Yeah. It's an act of domestic terrorism. And late tonight, a law enforcement source tells CNN the FBI is working the case as a potential terrorism investigation. Okay, Cause so because he's Arab. Uh, of course. If he was a white dude, it'd be like he's just some crazy guy. Yeah, and you know, if you look at the definition of terrorism, it's supposed to be targeted at civilians, and he killed, I mean, it's tragic, but he killed these four Marines. Is that actually terrorism when it's a military target? I don't know. That's yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I'm not sure. Um, it, it. I mean, it, it was at some sort of recruitment center, 
Um, it lo- looked like it was in like some sort of shopping plaza or something like that. I've seen a lot of those before, and, and it seems like this isn't the first time a place like that's been targeted. No, this is like kind of the same as like the Fort Hood shooting and shit. Well, well, that was on a base though. I've heard of shootings at recruitment centers before. Really? Yeah, that's there the was a 2009 uh, a shooting at an Arkansas recruitment center. I saw that on the news. Hmm. Was that a Muslim too? I believe so. Yeah. 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 Um, before we move on, I I actually wanted because the reason I played this video first is because we actually have some stuff that uh, Donald Trump and Jeb Bush both said about this that I wanted to play, but I forgot. I, I wanted I wanted to give Alan, liberal viewer, uh, the the opportunity to kind of introduce himself and you know give a uh, give our our viewers that maybe not know so much about him or his channel you know just let them know who you are and what you do and and we do have a link to his latest video in the description below uh yeah i'm a a former i guess you could say a recovering lawyer and uh for many years i've been a stay-at-home dad and also an aclu activist i've turned my my legal degree into sort of like a volunteer activist uh uh avocation while I also do my stay-at-home dad stuff. And then since 2006, I just uh, hit my nine-year anniversary on YouTube. I've been making uh, media criticism and political analysis videos. I'm most uh, famous for my Fox News bias playlist, and I've just added a new one. Uh, The latest video on my Fox News bias playlist is down in the show description here about how Fox News likes atheist, uh, anti-atheist discrimination. It's true. Who's they your, do. Who's your, who's your favorite guy on Fox News? My favorite guy? Uh, well, I guess the least biased guy is probably that guy, Shepard Smith. No, who, no. I hey, mean, like, just in terms of, like, comedic value. Oh, comedic value. Well, <laughs> uh, well, I really like Megyn Kelly, who is on the video I made earlier this week. Uh, uh, she actually used to be a lawyer also, and then she totally lied about the law on uh, these immigration detainers after the San Francisco shooting. And uh, I think, you know, she's going to be the next Bill O'Reilly. She's taking over like the main top Fox uh, News yeah. cable programs. I, I would I would have to agree with you there. I was kind of surprised when she ended up over there, um, mm-hmm. like actually getting her own show. But now I kind of see she's really establishing herself there. I, I believe Ann Coulter was a was a lawyer, too, at one point. Also, yeah, <laughs> so that's pretty interesting and scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wanted uh, in the next video here. Um, obviously, Republicans do this a lot when shootings happen. They're going to say, well, if, you know, if, if they could have had guns there, this wouldn't have happened. And that's uh, Donald Trump and Judge Bush. So these or Mar- Jeb Bush. The Marines didn't have guns. Well, they <laughs> didn't have guns in the recruitment center. I don't know, man. We can publicly identify all four of the Marines who were killed in those attacks. They are Carson Holmquist, Thomas Sullivan, Skip Wells, David Wyatt, the Pentagon now releasing the names and some details gathered by CNN's Pentagon correspondent Barbara Starr that corrects and refines some of the information we've been reporting all morning. Uh, Starting with the last name we were holding out on, Marine Sergeant Carson Holmquist, 27 years old, we think, hometown listed by the military as Polk, Wisconsin, an Afghanistan campaign medal to his credit. He was an automotive maintenance technician. Mm-hmm. Sullivan is Marine Gunnery Sergeant Thomas Sullivan, reportedly shot to death at the Naval Reserve Support Center, 40 years old, reported to be an Iraq War veteran, Purple Heart recipient, 
from the state of Massachusetts, the Springfield area, apparently believed to have been in the military for more than a decade and a half, served two tours in Iraq, got the Iraq campaign medal. There are reports that he worked in the past as a Marine recruiter, an irony that he would survive combat in Iraq and killed by gunfire here. The other two we're identifying, Lance Corporal Skip Squire Wells, 21 years old, said to be a member of the Marine Forces Reserve from Cobb, Georgia. He is the one who attended Georgia Southern straight out of boot camp, from what we can tell. We have some sound, I think, from a close friend of Wells yeah, named Garrett yeah. Reed, who's... I don't know what to say. Though. So, yeah, I mean, um, I don't know. These clips may have gotten mixed up because I don't see... This isn't very long. So I don't know. I think they're just talking about those that were killed. But there was an article attached to this video basically saying that, you know, Trump and Bush are calling to end gun-free zones in the wake of this shooting here. End gun-free zones. Yeah, yeah. Gun-free zones are just zones that criminals know, you know, civilians can't protect themselves in, TJ. Yeah? Yeah. So what would your op opinion be on that, Alan? Well, it's like people who are think that they're living in some Hollywood movie where when one person starts shooting, another person can like take them out if they have a gun when that's not the way things really work in the real world. If like everybody has a gun, like they're going to be even more casualties in the crossfire. And it, you know, since September 11th, you know, there have been almost 500,000 people killed by guns in the United States. You know, since those 3,000 on September 11th, I mean, that a, a large segment of that includes people who commit suicide using guns, but that's still a huge number of gun deaths in the United States. And to to think that more guns is is the solution that, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, and I, I mean, even I would argue how many of those people that took their lives with guns may not have made that decision if they wouldn't have had such an easy way of carrying that out. But. Yeah, it's it's a lot easier to just go boom or <clears throat> than it is to, you know, climb onto some tall building and, you know, wait for an elevator or, you know, find a bunch of pills and take those and then you might puke them up and Yeah. You know, so it's it's probably like the most convenient way to end your life. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know what happened with the video, but apparently the, there was just a story linked to this video. But I'll move on to the next one here. This is, uh, this is a, a CNN uh, clip about why Donald Trump is surging in the polls right now. Apparently. Surge. <laughs> Donald Trump's rise in the polls causing heartburn for his Republican rivals. I want to save the country. Our country's going to hell. We have a problem. I want to make America great again. After initially brushing I love off that the a guy that you would wouldn't even like buy a used car from is <laughs> leading candidate in the Republican field right now. He just like oozes like sliminess and hi, I'm a lying son of a bitch. How you doing? It's like okay, this is your guy, huh? Neat. Uh, of course, of course, you have to remember that there are 16 candidates and I think at, in the Republican field right now. So yeah. leading in the Republican polls means he has. 15%. And there's yep. like, even even in the Republican field, there are like 75% of Republicans who say they would never vote for Donald Trump. So his ceiling is like 25%. And he's leading the polls with 15%. So I think the amount of candidates they have now just shows how divided they are at this point. I mean, what is there like three times as many candidates on the Republican side? I don't know if it's based in ideological division as much as like competing egos. Well, I, I would say that's definitely part of it, too. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's name recognition now. You know, I just saw this story. Uh, the Huffington Post today said that they're going to tr- uh, cover the uh, Donald Trump campaign in their entertainment section, not his politics anymore. <laughs> it's a, it's a sideshow. Trash <laughs> billionaire. Is that sucker real? So oh we're my now God. engaging what? head up. <laughs> Come on, Trump. <laughs> You know, whether it's real or fake, it looks hideous. Yeah. Let's just agree on that. Yeah, if your hair's real, why don't you change your haircut? Yeah, like... Because I would only have that haircut if I was trying to cover up baldness. Yeah. <laughs> and why do you part your hair on the side of your head? I don't, I don't get it. Thank you, Jeff. Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush took a hard line Thank this week so in Iowa. Mr. Trump has every right to have every belief he has. He's going to run. That's fine. But I don't. I don't want to be associated with the uh, kind of vitriol that he's um, spewing out these days. Bush isn't the only one. Former Bush Texas Governor Rick Perry road. has gone toe to toe with Trump on social media, releasing this Otherwise, video. Your remarks might make for good reality TV but they're way out of touch with reality. Oh, like you have any fucking oh, to talk, well, Rick I mean, Perry. I mean, seriously, though, as governor of Texas, he's not going to agree with the statements that Donald Trump Sure, said. but I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like, he doesn't, like he doesn't wearing, have the right to say anyone's not, you know, in touch with reality. But he's wearing glasses, so he's smart now. Oh, <laughs> you're right, he is. So this time he's going to have his, his notes about the, you know, the departments that he wants to close written on his palm. Mm-hmm, exactly. Just like Sarah Palin. <laughs> and followed up by tweeting, what Mr. Trump is offering is not conservatism. It is Trumpism, a toxic mix of demagoguery and nonsense. Sounds like conservatism Trump hit to me. back, <laughs> tweeting that Perry doesn't understand what the word demagoguery means. Oh, really? Adding that Perry should be forced to take an IQ <laughs> test before being allowed to enter the GOP debate. I actually agree with but that some- one. I would say uh, you shouldn't be able to run for president if you've declared bankruptcy more than once. I would say you shouldn't be able to run for president <laughs> if you've ever talked about secession like it's an option. Well, that's true, too. Both of these guys, I mean, like, he can he, he's had all these businesses that he's had to declare bankruptcy on. I mean, is he really the candidate that, I mean, even fiscally, they're like, oh, he's so successful, he's a billionaire. It's like... How how much has he had to fail in the business world to get where he is, too? Uh, let's also remember that it's not like he's a self-made billionaire. His father uh, left him millions and millions of dollars. He made some easy investments for anyone with the kind of money he had to make. And his fortune just grew and grew. We can't just ignore the fact that many of his business ventures failed. Republican contenders are embracing Trump. Oh, I'm sorry, what were you saying? I was just going to say that uh, one of the things that Donald Trump did that uh, was unexpected is he actually filed his financial disclosures this week, and he he actually has more money than people thought just because he has real estate, and real estate has risen in value. But uh, I think he's worth like $10 billion, uh, but I think he, it's true. He, he that's did where he made most of those investments, yeah. Yeah, and how much money does he have in Switzerland, too, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Hoping to win his supporters if the real estate mogul's political star fades. Texas Senator Ted Cruz had warm words for Trump following a private meeting between the two this week in New York. I'm a big fan of Donald. One of the things I respect about Donald Trump is he's willing to stand up and speak. McCarthy's come back from the grave. (laughs) 
He makes me wish him him like saying good things about Trump makes me wish you could like negatively vote for somebody. Yeah, like I vote against this person. So I want to get your opinion on this as someone who studied law. Obviously, there's so much law out there and you can't be an expert on everything. But is is Ted Cruz, in your opinion, could Ted Cruz be president with the way the law stands because he was born in Canada? Uh, actually, yes. I made a video about this like several months ago about what is uh, the definition of a natural born citizen. And if you're born of a U.S. citizen, a U.S. citizen who's coming back to the United States, uh, you actually are a natural born citizen, just like um, uh, John McCain was, even though he was born in the Panama Canal zone yeah. uh, when, when he ran. And it's but it's kind of uh, silly. It's it, I mean, it's going to be really funny if. Uh, he becomes a real contender to see how the uh, birthers deal with the fact that he actually was not born in the United States. But uh, I actually, as a legal matter, I do think Ted Cruz could legally run for president. Okay. Yeah, I mean, not only was he not born in the U.S., but neither was his father. So it must be Mm -hmm. his mother that he gets his... Yeah, it's his mother. Yeah, okay. Americanism is passed on through the vagina. (laughs) Exactly. And he's willing to take on Washington. One thing is clear, Trump's entrance to the race has made a big splash. All of these motherfuckers in Washington that are always talking against Washington. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not a politician, but I'm running for office. It's like, yeah, you're a politician. Or you're, or in office. Yeah. You know, Ted Cruz is in office. He's like, fucking Washington. It's like, what the fuck are you, dumbass? <laughs> also, this picture of him looks more like me than him. Yeah, it does, kind of. Yeah. Look no further than next week's cover of The New Yorker. Not hairy enough. And all the attention on Trump has left some Republicans, such as New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, looking to change Don't the give him subject. that baby, he'll eat it. <laughs> He's like, oh, this is going to be delicious. Give me the baby. Uh, but Chris Christie's actually doing better in uh, New Hampshire. He's, he is. He's in the top four. That's pretty surprising. Yeah, it's because the scandal he was involved in is can't be explained in one sentence. Oh, okay. So people don't even really know what had happened. If a scandal takes more than one sentence to explain, 50% of Americans are just lost. I'm answering those questions. Um, I've, I've answered about 15 times in terms of my view on it. Okay, so he wasn't answering any, any Trump-related questions. Trump. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, um... TJ wanted me to play this as as the fourth video in the show tonight. Um, I, I I saw in the background uh, that that you have like a a Spock thing in the background there. I do. That's like a Spock coffee cup my family got for me, and I started putting it up in my background there uh, when Leonard Nimoy died, just to, oh. because Spock was a big influence on my life when I was growing up. Uh, I'm a big Star Trek fan, so so are we. We're we're actually huge <laughs> Star Trek fans, and we came across this woman's videos, and we we almost view them as fiction, <laughs> but uh, she believes that her and Brent Spiner are. <laughs> Uh, there's so much to explain. Maybe you can explain it better. She believes that her and Brent Spiner are a thing, that the Brent Spiner that appears <laughs> in the media, rare, which pretty rarely. Is a clone yeah, made a, by the Jesuits. The Jesuits. <laughs> she <laughs> believes that she has a harem of male celebrities that fly around in space in a ship called the Church of Gale, and uh, they get into wacky adventures, and they're often raped. 
<laughs> and uh, she makes a lot of references to penises and uh, scatological things, but uh, uh-huh. with total seriousness. Anyway, you'll you'll, you'll see. <laughs> He's like, yeah, okay. I can't wait, can't wait to see this. To honor the recent passing of Satoru Satoru Iwata, the president of Nintendo, uh, we at Church of Gale are going to start a Nintendo college, which will train (laughs) workers to work for Nintendo. They will learn physics and programming skills. And the reason we're doing this is because Satoru Iwata was reading a job application that made him laugh so much. Uh, this seems hard to believe, but Brent Spiner just Skyped with me and told me he, it made him laugh so much <laughs> Okay, that, he, that he ended up dying of a heart attack. So he didn't really die uh, of uh, something in his neck. It was a heart attack caused by excessive laughter. So... The, per, the, the job applicant is just overwhelmed with guilt right now. They feel like they killed Itoro, excuse me, Satoru Iwata. So, yeah, so recently the uh, president of Nintendo passed away. And uh, so Gail here, because she's such a benevolent creature, is going to start a Nintendo, Nintendo college. college. Brent Spiner told her how Where he really people died. people can go to learn physics and programming so that they can work for Nintendo. Because Nintendo can't do its own training. They need Gale's help. Um, we're we're going to go ahead and start a Nintendo college to honor the Nintendo CEO. Yep. And it will train them. The reason he laughed is because the job applicant was lacking the skills necessary to work at Nintendo, and I guess he just thought it was so funny, he laughed himself to death. So, But this job applicant is just overwhelmed with, with grief, and just pray for them that they can deal with it. I think one thing that will help is we've decided to start a college, a Nintendo college at Church of Gale. <laughs> it will teach the... I want so to do see- they actually have to go into space to attend this college? Yeah, because the Church of Gale, as far as we we understand, is like a starship. You know, and uh, the thing is, I don't know if you would want to go to this college because literally the, the the crew gets kidnapped and raped by the Jesuits <laughs> like every other week. Wow. Uh, anyone who wants to work as a programmer at Nintendo to make games like Pokemon and things like that will teach them programming, computer programming skills, physics. So it's going to have a combination of the um, sciences and it will, these courses will be taught from the perspective of how to apply these skills to Nintendo or something like Nintendo. So people who go to this college will be trained in how to be game programmers and they will uh, uh, take physics and computer programming specifically yeah. designed to be used at a place like Nintendo. Right, I get it. You know, kind of like when uh, when I, I used to be in, like, in nursing training a long time ago and they have like chemistry for nurses. Instead of taking the pre-med chemistry, a lot of people in nursing training can just get away with chemistry for nurses, which is chemistry designed specifically for the health sciences. And this is kind of like along that line. So 
anybody who enrolls in this college, you will be taking all of the programming courses and the chemistry, I mean, not chemistry, physics, Chemi and whatever yeah. hardcore sciences. And I think we understand that if you go to this college, you're going to take physics and programming. That's been reiterated several times now. And it's you specifically know, geared for Nintendo. You know, what I find amazing is that she claims that she's a former nurse, but her whole thing is about how the uh, CEO of Nintendo supposedly died of laughter. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't, doesn't really make it... She, she didn't say she was the, a good nurse. Come on. She, the, the CEO of Nintendo actually supposedly died of some problem with his bile duct, according to the press release from Nintendo that I actually read because... I'm kind of a Nintendo fan, and I, I what I it's a, this weird Japanese culture thing where I think he actually died of cancer, but that's like the most they can say in Japanese culture is that it was a problem with his bile duct. But she's saying he died of laughter, which I don't know. He did. <laughs> Gail, hey, uh, Gail has been told that she is the most intelligent woman. Yeah, who alive who is she? on Earth today? Who is she the descendant of? Was it Isaac Newton? Yeah, or something? something like that. Oh. Yeah, or at least like the the and the next in the line of someone, great thinkers. Anyway, someone went to a Star Trek Q and A panel and asked Brent Spiner if he knows who this woman is, and he said, "Yeah, it's only been going on for like twenty three years." <laughs> so well, that whole thing about having a fantasy about someone who is like unknowingly having a romantic relationship with you—that's like really uh, typical of bipolar disorder, I think, but... Uh. Yeah, and uh, she also um, has published books detailing her love affair with Brent Spiner, and um, she's even written books from his perspective and said, yeah, this is written by Brent Spiner. So, it's pretty strange stuff. Math classes that you need to succeed as a programmer working for Nintendo making games and stuff, but uh, it'll be taught in a manner geared specifically towards people who want to go into the game uh, gaming industry. Wow. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to offer this job applicant uh, a, a scholarship to study this coursework, the um, to study the uh, computer programming and the uh, and the hard sciences needed in order to get a job with Nintendo. Yeah. Or a company like Nintendo. Okay. So I just want you to pray for this person because they're I'm, just I'm overwhelmed with uh, guilt. guilt. They've been seeing Gerard Butler and they, um, <laughs> they feel like they're responsible for this man's death because he was reading the job application when he, when he had his heart attack and he was laughing so much at at the uh, lack of skills in the job application. So, mm -hmm. anyways, anybody who would like to enroll in this college, contact my men at galesmen at yahoo.com, G-A-I-L-S-M-E-N at yahoo.com. Hey, everybody. Uh, uh, yeah, contact Submit that. your applications, people. I would say everyone, submit your resume or CV. To, to that email address that she just mentioned, to Gail's men. <laughs> yeah, let Gail's her know that you're interested yeah. in uh, enrolling in her college. Yeah, it's a... Uh, so it's... that you can take physics 
And you can take programming it, and you can work at Nintendo. Yeah, Gail's men are Brent Spiner, Matthew McConaughey, Gerard Butler, Vladimir Putin. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Not Ke not to be confused with Keanu. Terrence Jenkins, too. No, no, well, he's not one of her, you know, like her men, men. I think he is. No, I don't think so. Pretty sure he is. Okay. And uh, from what I, Brent says, that he thinks they will be able to set up a scholarship for this job applicant. And you can... You know, this is Romans 8.28. Right. God allows, this person is a, is a Christian, and uh, the way to, the right perspective on this is, you know, God allows everything to happen for a reason. Even things that we think are our failures, and you need to just move on, and, and go on, and learn from what life hands us. And remember Romans eight twenty eight, and we know all things work together for good to those. She Skypes with Jesus, by the way, just so you know. Yep. Those who love God. <laughs> the best way to honor Satoru Iwata because of your job application that you feel, you know, caused his death is now go to the Nintendo College at Church of Gale and Brent tells me he can offer you a scholarship so that you can study the physics. The physics. It's going to be called Physics for Nin for Working at Nintendo. And <laughs> okay. That's okay. what it's called. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I physics can't take it Physics for Working at Nintendo. I can't That's take it That's the name of the class. Yeah, so uh, like a cool class. if you guys want to apply, just write to Gail's Men. I have, to wonder, who, I have to wonder who actually receives that. <laughs> You know, um, who knows? Who knows? so I, I have two print articles here that I think we could cover. New um, sex app films couples in case. Yes. Yeah, so to know. so this is this is an app that both parties make a video consent statement to. Oh, I see. So you 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 make a consent statement to the app to prove that you were both consensual. Okay. A new app has been launched aiming to cut down on date rape and false allegations by making would-be lovers record video granting sexual consent. Users film 20-second clips on their phones stating who they are about to have sex with, also recording their face and their mm -hmm. partners. It is then stored for use by police if there are any allegations of rape or other sex crimes. One thing I do want to say is that I have heard that uh, people involved in pornographic films do, uh, do similar consent statements. Sure, sure. But I mean, like, I don't know, it seems kind of hyper-paranoid... Like, yeah, we can have sex, but I'm afraid you might accuse me of rape later, so... Oh, no, that won't kill the mood, TJ. No. <laughs> uh, you know, why don't you just record a statement saying that you're willing to have sex with me? And, uh... But, you know, don't, don't, don't the feminists always say that consent is, like, a constant thing anyway? So, you know, she could consent and say, you know what, midway through I changed my mind and he kept going and I was raped. So... I don't know if this even necessarily is uh, effective. What do you think, liberal viewer? You're, you're a legal mind. Well, I, I mean, I think if you have to uh, record the consent on video, then you have really poor relationship skills that uh, you must be either like drunk or stoned or I don't know who this app is supposed to be aimed at, but 
I mean, I know that there are these colleges that have these uh, really ridiculous uh, consent rules where you're supposed to like get consent for every, you know, verbal consent for every escalation of sexual contact and that goes too far. But on the other hand, what you were just complaining about, TJ, about people being able to revoke consent partway through. I mean, of course, anyone can revoke consent sure. partway through if they want to. Of course. Uh, mm. Can um, can someone can someone retroactively revoke consent? <laughs> well, retroactively, I mean, there. I mean, you have to decide. Like, I mean, like, I thought I wanted to. I thought I wanted to, but now I realize I really didn't want to. Well, you know, I I don't think that is the the real problem with uh, okay. with uh, sexual uh, activity between people who may or may not be consenting is that there are too many people who retroactively uh, decide that they didn't consent. I, I think it's people who, that there is probably more problem with uh, people who don't clarify their consent at the beginning, more likely, but uh, I, I, I didn't Can I kiss your neck now? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Can what I, I was saying. Can I touch your but... butt now? <laughs> Uh, I don't think you have to like verbally consent to every single escalation of uh, sexual contact. But you uh, do, I, you do. <laughs> no, but and, that's and, not. And and I thought it'd be interesting because I think on some of these points, maybe like, maybe we may have a slight disagreement on it, and I think that's fine. So if if there's anything you disagree with what we say, please let us know throughout okay. the court. Yeah, <laughs> and I I didn't think you wouldn't, but you know. <laughs> When asked who the app is targeted towards, the U.S. designer, Michael Lizak, explained it is stateside athletes who have become fraught in numerous recent sexual scandals. He said, who seems to be the most involved with scandals, athletic teams, and fraternities? Those who express lukewarm support include Eloise Beverly, a member of the Royal Holloway, University of London's Feminist Society. She told the student newspaper, The Tab, I think it's positive to encourage dialogue about consent, and I hope this app helps to do that. Um, I don't know why I lost my place. But the creator's focus on keeping athletes away from sex scandals seems to encourage the idea that false accusations of rape and sexual assault are more common than they really are. It seems the creator is more concerned with the reputations of perpetrators than the well-being of survivors of sexual assault. Who gives a fuck what his motives were? You know, if you like the app, you like the app. You know, whatever, his, whatever the intentions were behind it, if it has the fucking added benefit of supposedly protecting girls, then, you know, who gives a shit? And also, there's a, a shit ton of differing statistics about false rape out there, and none of them are definitive. Well, I mean, no statistics are ever really definitive. They're always like guesses based on uh, some sub-segment of the people who you're trying to guess about. But uh, that's the best we can do. Yeah, but I mean, like, I've seen it. It's it's so wild with that. I mean, I've seen it as low as 2% and as high as, like, 40-something percent. Now, I don't think it's 40-something percent, but I think it's probably higher than 2%, too. But I really don't know, because the statistics are all over the place. I don't see how anyone can definitively state, this is how often false rape happens. We don't really know. Well, I would agree with that, that statistics don't really tell us any exact number. That's definitely true. 
Anyway, what's the next print story, Ben? Uh, let's see. There's one more. Lawsuit. Teenager hit with taser three times during grand mall seizure. A lawsuit filed this month by an Etowa County woman alleges that police officers from Rainbow City repeatedly fired tasers at her and her teenage daughter at a concert while the daughter was suffering from grand mal seizures. The 32-page lawsuit filed July 9th in U.S. District Court I can't read anymore because it's not on the screen uh, accuses at least five Rainbow City officers and three Gazden officers who were allegedly handling a security for a January 16th hip-hop concert of excessive force torture, and other cruel, inhumane, and degrading treatment. It also names Rainbow City Police Chief Greg Carroll and Center Stage, the entertainment venue where the suit alleges the incident took place. Well, you know, those hip-hop concerts, that's where all the trouble starts. That's where it all starts. Hmm. But, you know, um, the funny thing is that uh, actually uh, I know someone who uh, suffers from uh, grand mal seizures, and uh, he had one while driving. And so he pulled over to the side of the road, and a cop pulled up behind him and was like, you're drunk. He's like, no, I have, I'm having a seizure. I'm having a seizure. And the cop's like, no, you're drunk. And he got arrested and charged with DUI and had his license, uh, I don't know, suspended for like a few months did while he, he fought it in court. Did he actually get an attorney? Yeah, and he actually wow. won his case. Oh, he did. There okay. was video evidence, and he had you know medical documentation that he does in fact suffer from seizures, and he actually passed a breathalyzer test as well. But apparently, this cop was a fucking moron. So, well, that's yeah. not unusual. No, it's not. <laughs> I wish it were, but it's not. Um, so, basically, I, I, this girl's having a seizure at a concert, and this cop is like shocking her. What do you think of that? I think cops overuse tasers. I mean, I've actually made a couple videos over the years about tasers. Um, the, I've done some activism for the ACLU on it. Uh, tasers should only be used when deadly force is indicated because tasers can kill people and they have killed people. Uh, you know, often the uh, police will use tasers as if they're some sort of non-deadly weapon that they can use even for non-compliance. That's that's the worst part about the use of tasers is that police will use it for people who are just not complying. I, I have one video, I think, about uh, someone who was in a diabetic coma in their car and was tased by the police. And another one about a woman who was being accused of uh, shoplifting here in Sacramento and she was at Walgreens and she was trying to show them their uh, the cops her receipt and they like multiply tased her. And oh. uh, there, I think there was a lawsuit, a successful well, lawsuit out of, the, out she, of that. It, she was planning I mean, to use that receipt to give should not use tasers unless cut. deadly force is indicated because they can kill people. There's even been instances where people were strapped to tables and tased. What if she was trying to use that receipt to attack the officers? I mean, and even, even, even the old YouTube video, don't tase me, bro. I don't think that exactly. guy should have gotten tased. Yeah, it's kinda, it kind of sucks that his uh, thing got turned into like a joke. Like, oh, don't tase me, bro, but... You know, he really shouldn't have been tased. Why was he tased? Just because he was he trying was to ask a question. He off to John Kerry, basically. Yeah, he's like, fuck you, John Kerry. You're a piece of shit. He didn't even say that. He was just being like well, a troll to him. Well, I know he him. didn't say that, but, you know, <laughs> it basically amounted but, to that. But and that's my point. Like, you should only him. use tasers when someone poses some threat of you know, at least some sort of physical injury to people, not just for noncompliance or being, you know, disruptive. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I 
The suit states that the teenager, as a result of the accident, suffers from a medical condition that brings on seizures, causing her to lose consciousness, experience muscle contractions, and sometimes exhibit loud vocalizations caused by the forceful, forceful exhalation of air from her lungs. Grand mal seizures are caused by abnormal electrical activity in the brain, according to the Mayo Clinic. Uh, according to the lawsuit, after the concert began at 8 p.m., a performer at one point left the stage and went into the crowd, causing a stampede <laughs> that knocked the teenager to the floor. Other concertgoers trampled her, triggering a seizure. This caused the crowd to part around the girl, and her younger sister informed employees at center of center stage that she was suffering from a seizure. The suit states an employee picked her up and carried her to the lobby, where she was unceremoniously dumped onto the floor and held with a chokehold. The suit alleges that the mother learned of the daughter's condition from the sister and came to the venue. When she arrived at the lobby dressed in a t-shirt and pajamas, the mother was held down on the ground at five different points of her body by police. What? Then restrained to hold her wrists. Well, remember, this is their version oh, of the and story. By the, so. And by the way, they are black. Just, just in case well, you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that goes without saying. Yep. Hands and fingers are immobile. After a police officer twice instructed another officer to get her, an officer fired his taser at the mother while she was restrained, causing her to urinate. <laughs> and then what? someone, then a janitor acting quickly put up the wet floor sign. So. <laughs> the taser was also employed three times against the teenager who was face down with her arms secured behind her. The suit states, she temporarily lost consciousness. I mean, so basically, there's some girl having a seizure. No one knows what's going on. They won't actually listen to the people who are trying to explain to them what's going on. So it's just like, this girl's crazy. She's probably on drugs. Yep. Choke holder. Well, you you know, just taser, like... Taser, taser! Just like the, the guy we've been arguing with for like the last few weeks. You know, if black people, you know, don't want to get harassed poli by police, maybe they should stop committing crimes, TJ. Yeah, stop committing crimes. Having a seizure is a fucking crime. Don't have seizures, black people. <laughs> That's enough of your so-called seizures, all right? We don't buy that bullshit. That chick was on crack cocaine. <laughs> That's the real fucking answer. Um, at the hospital, the suit claims police made jokes about the teenager and threatened to have her committed to a mental hospital. Yeah, that sounds like the police. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's pretty much all... Yeah, I mean, cops how, are assholes. How does this 5, just million, you know, when, when we, we've done this show for about a year and a half and we, we do it three times a week now. And the, the amazing thing is, is that we if, if we wanted to almost our entire three hour show three times a week could just be cops messing with people, shooting them, tasing them, beating them. You know, charging them with crimes they didn't commit. Stealing from them. Is it, has it always been this way, or is it just because now we have the technology to monitor it better, we know? Yeah, what do you oh, think? I, I think it's definitely always been this way, and the technology is starting to show it. You know, uh, back uh, in, like, the end of the 1990s and beginning of the 2000s, I was a public defender, uh, which means I defended people who uh, were too poor to afford a lawyer, uh, and accused of crimes and I read hundreds and hundreds of police reports and then I would talk to the people who were accused of the crimes and I would hear stories very much like what you saw in that uh, news story about the tasing where the the victim the person accused of the crime would have some totally different story than the cops who would 
you know, claimed that they were at risk and they, you know, had to, they had to use this force against someone who was threatening them. And it, it's always been like this. It's just as we've gotten more and more video cameras, we're getting more and more evidence of the way it's always been. So, you know, at one point, it's like people just default believe the police. Well, obviously, the lying criminal scum is, is telling a tall tale, and the police are telling the truth. I've done jury duty and heard, you know, prospective jurors say, you know, I would believe a cop over a civilian. That's one of the questions when, that's commonly asked. But Yeah, and, and I have to wonder if they were just trying to get out of jury duty, but I was just floored by that, that I would hear someone say something like that actually that was a my uncle was dismissed from a jury because he was asked that question he said actually i would believe the cops less than a normal person because i think they're you know fascist pigs basically it's like you, you, you can go now you're dismissed we don't, we don't want yeah, you like remind i think homer simpson on the simpsons once said his uh, trick to get out of jury duty was to say i'm uh, prejudiced against all races or but, <laughs> uh, uh i actually uh when I was a public defender, you know, criminal defense attorney, that would be, you know, my very last option would be trying to say that the cops were lying because that's the, the hardest thing to sell to a jury. I would try to, like, find some way that my client was innocent that didn't conflict with what was in the police report, like they were just mistaken or, you know, you can never... I mean, if you want to say the cops are lying, that's like the biggest uphill battle as a criminal defense attorney. You can't do that with a jury. The next video we're going to play here is something I've actually criticized Obama on uh, for, for, for the times, especially in California, where there have been federal raids on medical marijuana dispensaries there. Mm -hmm. um, Obama here, uh, he was giving some sort of press conference in, uh, in, a, in a penitentiary. And, uh, you know, he says that... Oh, Gail looks beautiful there. He said these people... That's not Obama. No, no, not yet. <laughs> uh, he says that, you know, he understands that he's made the same mistakes that the people in the penitentiary have made, but he was just, you know, fortunate to not end up like them, which I had never heard him actually acknowledge because I've always called him out on that. You know, he, he's not for legalization of recreational marijuana, but he smoked it recreationally. And if he would have gotten busted for it, you think he'd be president today? There's a good chance he would not be. Yeah, the Chum Gang. Coke, you know about so. the Chum Gang, right? The Chum Gang? Yeah, that Obama. That was his like marijuana group in high school. Was the Chum oh, Gang? Oh no, no, I didn't even. Did he write about that in his autobiography? Yeah, yeah, the audacity of hope. I think. I see. At least he was honest about it. The audacity of weed. <laughs> These are young people who made mistakes that aren't that different than the mistakes I made and the mistakes that a lot of you guys make. And I, I appreciate that he's saying this, but I, I would have appreciated it more when he was first elected, not... We should have liked this guy president so he could do something about yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel about it. Well, that's the same thing Bill Clinton did. He didn't come out for marijuana legalization until after he was president. It's like, oh, maybe you should have said something when you had some power to do something about it. Nah. Uh, the difference is they did not have the kinds of support structures, the second chances, the resources uh, that would allow them to survive those mistakes. And, uh, you know, I think we have a tendency sometimes to... I wonder if Obama really uh, believes that smoking almost. weed in his youth was a mistake. 
I can't imagine that he actually I, does. Yeah. I mean, like, if he would have gotten busted for it, then it, it's funny. The the only the, the worst consequence of smoking weed is getting busted for it. I mean, like, there are other consequences. It's not totally safe. It's not totally harmless. Things can happen. What are you talking about? It cures cancer and everything. Uh, yeah. Anyway, though, but, I, I mean, like, that's the worst actual consequence is, is that it's illegal. Usually, yes. And aren't things usually illegal because there's a worse consequence than it being illegal? Yeah, like if you murder someone, yeah. some, someone's dead, you know? Right. That's why it's a crime. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that's definitely true, though. I think actually Obama has admitted to using cocaine in his youth. He as has. Well. Yes. Yep. He and uh, you know what? Uh, he, uh, honestly, I think cocaine should be legal, too. I don't know. I think it all should be. I want to do all the drugs. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yep. No, no. TJ can't do them. Yeah, I want to do them. Nope. You want to keep them illegal for me only, huh? Yeah, okay. Actually, I, I take it all back. I changed my position now. Because <laughs> I'm looking at this fucking next to me, and yeah. He be <laughs> had to reconsider. Yep, yep. You've you've changed my stance, TJ. Cool. I, I've changed Ben's mind on an issue today. <laughs> take for granted or think it's normal that so many young people end up in our criminal justice system. It's not normal. It's, it's not, not what normal. happens in other countries. What is normal is You're teenagers doing stupid... You're the fucking president, all right? So, um... You can't... I don't, I don't know if you can just go and act like this is a big concern, you know, in the, in the dying, you know, the twilight days of your fucking presidency. Like, yeah, this, this is a problem. We gotta fix this shit. Yeah, I mean, you know he, he's got the power to pardon or to commute the sentence of anyone in the United States, and he chose 46 people in federal prison who have, like, uh, drug sentences that are too long and who have really, like, rehabilitated themselves. I mean, there's, like, at least 1,000 people, maybe 10,000 people in federal prison who he should have commuted their sentences. What about the federal raids, uh, you know, to the, to the legal dispensaries in California does that cross his desk at any point uh, well that's usually up to the Attorney General and they've I mean for most of his administration they were uh, raiding dispensaries here in California and then they uh, came up with a policy where they said they weren't going to do that anymore but uh, I think the new Attorney General uh, Loretta Sanchez is actually even uh, more anti-marijuana than Eric Holder was hmm we thanks. Uh, what is normal is young people uh, making mistakes. I'll tell you what we uh, in in May. Uh, all of us here involved with the show here. We went to we went to the Netherlands and we were there for a week. And th it's been legal there for like 30 years, and their society hasn't crumbled. It has. And when we were there, it was like, you know, it wasn't like we were washing our backs waiting to get stabbed by crazy marijuana addicts in the street. <laughs> the reefer you know? madness. So, I don't know. I don't know why we're so slow here when it comes to this issue. And we've got to be able to distinguish between dangerous individuals who need to be incapacitated and incarcerated versus like Dick young Cheney. people who are in an environment in which uh, 
they are adapting, but if given different opportunities, a different vision of life. Uh, I always picture, um, I always picture uh, Dick Cheney as Vader and Pope Francis as the Emperor. Or I mean, no, no, not Pope Francis, Pope Benedict. That's what I meant. Those two. He's man. not Pope anymore. I know he's not anymore, but he's still around. He's not around. He's dead. No, he's he, still alive. He died. No, he's still alive. You're he retired. died. No. I always called him Ratzinger because yeah, know, I never, I never, I, I never went with the, his his Pope name. I always just call him like Pope Rat. Mm-hmm. Or the Nazi Pope. Yeah, I mean, he did have a Nazi past. I don't know how intentional it was, but it was definitely there. I wish I could have been a Hitler youth. <laughs> well, well, you fit in pretty well. You, you, you fit the mold, tall, for sure. I'm really white. I have blonde hair. I have blue eyes. I am the master race. But you're fat, so... Well, you're... that's because I, I, I grew up in this corrupt, sinful... You know, Jew run. It is funny though. Yeah, we we took TJ to Europe and he lost like twenty pounds, almost immediately. That's because I was closer to my my homeland. No, it was actually because we were making you walk. No, it's because I was closer <laughs> to Deutschland, Ben. We were making him walk. That's why <coughs> Deutschland. All right, here's a story uh, out of Philadelphia. It it has to do with an outraged father. Uh, going to the toy store with his son, and they see an action figure that deeply offends him. It's actually a vintage action figure. Offensive action yep. figure. So here we go. Down the toy aisle, had a local dad doing a double take. He's furious over a popular Star so Wars it's, action So it's Slave Leia. So this is, is this the first time he's seen the Slave Leia outfit I don't in his life know. or something? Because this is kind of something that has permeated popular culture for, like, decades now. I'm, I'm kind of surprised, like, oh, my God, I can't believe this exists. That seems like a fun toy, though. I would have liked that as a child figures sold in stores in our area. He says, you know what? Not appropriate for young children. So is it harmless movie memorabilia or too racy for youngsters? Too racy you for youngsters. First they see the titties, then they commit the homicides. Dad and do some digging. And Chris, you say this toll is not, not just being sold in our area. No, it is being sold all over the country. And this is... Uh, yeah, it's a Star Wars toy. Why would it just be sold in your fucking area? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, Star Wars, this global fucking phenomena is gonna just... We're gonna only sell our toy in this... I don't even know what fucking state they're broadcasting from, but... Eh. It's a toy that's all over the country in stores and online. Some parents say this action figure for kids four and above is way too inappropriate for kids of any age. Um, here's an idea. If you're a parent and you don't approve of that toy for your child, now this is going to be really hard, so try to bear with me. Don't fucking buy it for them. How about that? I think, I, is, is there some flaw in that plan that I don't see? Because it seems like it worked pretty well to me. That's Fred Hill's daughters at the Target store in Deptford oh shopping for their birthday gifts. Look at that. That's the single dad was shocked to see this on the toy aisle shelf. I, I mean, I could understand if like the if like the metal bikini was removable or something. I hope it is. No, it's not, TJ. Sorry. Uh, so w- let me ask a question. What isn't 
shouldn't like Barbie be inappropriate? Because you can like take her she clothes can, off. Yep. You know. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking. Is you know, I've raised a daughter. I a stay-at-home dad, and the I mean, Carrie Fisher from the first half hour of Return of the Jedi. That is not the most sexualized thing out there for kids. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff where they're supposed to like put on lipstick and you know all sorts of makeup for kids and like little bikinis for kids this i mean this is just like a toy i don't know what the what the outrage is about maybe it's like because the best... of the, like the slave motif or something it's just like the people that go the 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 really conservative people that go to the halloween store and they're like look it's a devil they want people to be the devil <laughs> you know it's ridiculous well, maybe maybe they, should, uh, maybe they should enclose a picture of what like carrie fisher looks like today to you know sort of <laughs> You know, yeah. Dis- I'll tell you what. Dissuade t- the kids. I'll tell you what, though. For for the new movie, as soon as they announced the new movie, Carrie Fisher lost like eighty pounds, like out of nowhere. They Same thing with Mark got her Hamill. A personal trainer and shit. Mark Hamill too. He was he was a pretty big guy, and all of a sudden he's like really thin, out of nowhere. Uh, it's because like for the first time in like pretty much decades, they're gonna be in a major yeah, you know, Hollywood movie again. So yep. Hasbro made Star Wars Black Series action figure of Princess Leia wearing what the box described as a slave outfit. I got two daughters. I don't it's need true. two. It's true. The toy. It's a fictional story. She was Jabba the Hutt's slave. There you go. Have you yeah, at least seen they, the they, fucking they movie? At least they don't include like the Jabba the Hutt tongue there or whatever. Yeah, yeah they, that that should be the toy where Jabba licking her tits and everything. That <laughs> sell a toy like that to kids. Hey, man, if this toy pisses them off, you know, wait till they turn the aisle and see the Fifty Shades of Grey toys, you know? Features a scantily clad version of Princess Leia complete with a chain around her neck. The toy that even has dad blushing. Now, like, Dad, why does this doll have a chain? Hold on. You're blushing? Really? Seriously? Why does this doll have a chain around her neck? Here's an idea. Just explain why. She's a slave. She was, at the, you know, in the first like half hour, forty-five minutes of Return of the Jedi, Leia was captured and she was Jabba the Hutt's slave. But then, she, you know, killed him and escaped. And you know, actually, it's kind of empowering in a way. It is. She fucking pretty much saved herself and killed her fucking master. So, fuck you. Around her neck. I don't have any answers. You know what I mean? I'm just like blown she away actually, looking at it. Ironically enough, she used the chain to kill Jabba the yeah, Hutt. Yeah, you don't have any answers? She strangled Jabba the Hutt with the chain. What do you mean you don't have any answers? Mm-hmm. It's fucking part of like our pop culture. Like everyone has seen these fucking movies. Not everyone. You Even if they haven't seen you'd them. You'd be though. surprised how many people are proud that they've never seen it. <laughs> well, they can die. They can <laughs> all just die. So, uh, Alan, we we have to ask you now like Star Wars or Star Trek, if you have to put one above the other? <laughs> well, you know, I'm uh, fans of both, but if I had to put one above the other, I think it would definitely be Star Trek, because Star, because Star Trek has, like, more of a, like, philosophy of life and, like, real values that, I mean, Star Wars is more of, like, a, you know, action sort of cowboy almost thing, you know, like... But, but don't you, I mean, you know, I would say, you know, if, if it was just... If the only thing that existed was the original trilogy still, I might say Star Wars, honestly. Oh, you're garbage. But 
the prequels, you know, I but, can't I can't possibly say Star so Wars. No. The the JJ Abrams Star Trek movies though, they're almost like Star Wars movies only with Star Trek characters. I agree. And that's why I feel he's now, you know, directing these new Star Wars movies, which is fine. I hope they're great. I, I at least like the visual motifs that he's using. And he's using a lot of uh, practical special effects, so we're not going to see this hokey overuse of, of CG that, you know, kind of ruined the prequels or one of the f many things that ruined them, at least to me. But there'll be, I don't know there'll be many feel. lens flares, much many lens flares, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, the lens flares everywhere. That's his trademark. He just feels like, man, you know what would really improve this scene? Big-ass lens flare right here. All right, so we'll move on. Um, Han Solo's gun will just apparently shoot uh, there was a dis there was an argument on uh, on a Fox News show where two hosts, one of them being Geraldo, mm -hmm. um, uh, kind of got heated with one, one another. Uh, so we'll play that here. All right. Well, as we mentioned in this uh, segment already, Donald Trump, someone definitely with a commanding presence, still dominating the news cycle. So another GO GOP hopeful, right? Donald Trump. Up on that stage, let's see, how should the other candidates deal with the Donald? Here are some of their latest responses. Donald is a friend. I've known him for 13 years, um, and I like him personally. But his comments were inappropriate. That's now the 15th time I've said it, and it's going to be the last time I say well, it. Because, you know, but I'm no, seriously, when I'm out there talking to folks, nobody in the real world asks me about Okay. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm sick of the word inappropriate. We need to come up with a new word for when someone says something we don't like. His comments were just inappropriate. This. Nobody. I have been in New Hampshire now for six days, and I have not been asked a single question about Donald Trump. On the other hand, I think Donald Trump taps into an anger that I hear every day. Donald Trump, is he bad for the GOP? I've already stated my views about Donald Trump. I, I, You're done? I'm done. Wow. I'm so. done with that piece of shit. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm through. I gave my views. I just think uh, that we need to be much more hopeful and optimistic about our ideology. Okay, but those are the answers. People are saying enough. They say, you know, talk about me, my candidacy, what I have to offer. How did she get on to Fox News with brown hair? Is my first know. question. <laughs> She'll probably die in a few months. She can't wear. It's funny. Like none of them are allowed to wear pants, which is like the weirdest thing to me. It's like how many how many uh, centuries have we gone back in time at this point? In a few centuries, they'll just be like naked and, and in cages <laughs> and like rattling bones against the bars as they report the news. My positions, my. Maybe they'll be in slave lay outfits, actually. Yeah, it reminds me of that Bill Hicks. Uh routine about how the ultimate advertisement will be like putting a bottle of coke between a woman's legs and uh just using that as the advertisement i think that's <laughs> kind of like the <laughs> i think he i think he said that you know it's going to pan back you're just, we're just going to start on her face and it's going to pan back <laughs> and you're going to see her naked breasts and it's going to pan back some more have you ever seen the naked news do you and remember she's going to be holding open her pussy <laughs> and then it's just going to say on the side drink coke i remember in the early days of that's the internet that's it tj you got it yep there was a thing called the naked news where like women they would read very seriously they would be anchor women but they like they'd like be naked this is my big break in yeah. journalism yeah. <laughs> 
Naked News. Yep. People will look that up now and be like, yeah, Ben, I'm watching Naked News. Uh, Naked News. Uh, yeah. Information and tits. Yep. Level of preparedness and ideology versus the other guy. That makes sense, Eric, right? They want to focus yeah. on what they have to bring well, to the table. They don't want to give him any more of the spotlight than he's already commanding. As it is right now, I think someone did a study, and it's like 48% of all the social media activity is Donald Trump and the other... 14 now uh, are, are splitting the balance. Yeah, but uh, the reason it's Donald Trump is because... The same reason it was Herman Cain at one point, you know, four years ago. Unveil my 999 plan. Oh, God. My SimCity plan. And, you know, Donald Trump, he doesn't really have conservative positions. He's, like, moved over to them for this campaign. He... He's been a supporter of Hillary Clinton for Senate and of the Clinton Foundation. I, you know, sometimes I think mm -hmm. if uh, a, a Democrat wanted a fake Republican to, like, run in the primary to destroy the Republican field, it, like Donald Trump's candidacy would be the perfect candidacy to do that. I almost, a, like X-Files conspiracy. I almost feel like the presidential campaign was like a publicity stunt for his reality shows that went too far and ended up getting him fired from the reality shows, which is what happened. So now he's like, damn it, guess I actually yeah. got to become president now. <laughs> Same goes with the media. I find it very hard to believe, Chris Christie, that they don't ask you about Donald Trump. It would be one of the first well, questions. What about Carly a, the Arena? Well, I, well, I, I find it very hard to believe. It's don't impossible forget. to believe. They're lying? It's impossible. It's I, impossible. Right. I, I would say that, that Chris Christie... That's his wife, not his daughter, by the way, going down the escalator with him. <laughs> Just mm. want to point that out. Doesn't want to give Donald Trump any more of the spotlight. Yes, yeah, so he's going to say, <clears throat> they don't really ask me about that. I find it very concerning to be the Trump. as a conservative on Fox and talk that I see other conservatives come on Fox and rather than pointing the focus at the opponent, which is Hillary Clinton, the Democrats, let's get the White House back. The focus, the I wish guns I could ask are. Ask one of these uh, candidates about Donald Trump, and they would just be like, "You know what? Fuck Donald this, Trump." This, but but the guy in the on the right hand side of the screen in Geraldo are about to like get pissed at each other. Are they going to have a little little uh, tussle? Pointed directly at Donald Trump, they've called him a sideshow. They've called him a clown act. They called. I don't want to get into a food fight with him. Really, guys, come on. Let, let, let's go. The opponent is, is liberal progressivism, not Donald Trump. I thought the biggest surprise in the hey, national... Liberal viewer, you're the opponent. Okay. Not, not Donald Trump. Poll that Joe are. Trump tied uh, essentially with Jeb Bush was that Chris Christie, from out of nowhere, was getting over 9% and was in third place. If you consider the other two first and second, they were tied. I noted that too. They, yeah. they have Chris Christie's at nine plus. Where the hell did that come from? How did, because how did I actually think that in, in New Hampshire, where he spent a lot of time, and same with Carly mm -hmm. Fiorina, the feedback on both of them on the ground is that they are personable. Uh, they are attracting good crowds. And I, I don't think that Christie or Carly Fiorina are lying when they say that people in New Hampshire aren't asking them about Trump. I think that when they do media interviews, they're asked about him. And I, that that is what it is. Um, but I also think that in order to get to a point where you can attack Hillary Clinton, you know, when you were trying to get to that critical debate stage um, on August 6th, and there's 15 people that you're running up against, of course you're going to have to talk about the other Republicans. Well, yeah, but Danny, bring shouldn't they talk about the fact that Trump supported Hillary for so long? Hmm. But uh, you, I don't know if you heard what his excuse was for that. He's like, you know, I I, I fucking 
do that with all kinds of people. You know, I'm, I'm, I had to be friends with everybody because I'm a businessman. Is that Megyn Kelly or Elizabeth Hasselbeck? Which one is it? Who cares? That's actually no, Dana Perino. <laughs> she used to be uh, the... Uh, that's Dana Perino, who used to be press secretary for uh, George W. Bush. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. If if this uh, episode was a movie, she would just be credited as Fox Blonde Number Three. Yeah. You have a great point because the feedback from New Hampshire is very considerable and strong about Chris Christie. And from months ago, I know from insiders well, on this camp that that was his whole focus and strategy. Dana, was a strong what what I said was the pundits coming on. I'm not talking about the other candidates. I understand why other candidates take shot at. At someone who may be ahead, where Chris Christie, I think he's, his real clear politics average is somewhere around 6%, taking a shot but this at is Trump. New. But this surge no, is no, no, but, but my point is, pundits, Republican pundits coming on, taking, shot at, at, taking shots at frontrunners, it doesn't make sense. It's part of the reason why the GOP is going to have such a hard time winning another president. It doesn't make sense for the candidates in the field to attack each other and sling mud. That's uh, like politics. That's, like it's like standard political shit. I mean, where did the whole Obama's a Muslim idea come from? That came from Hillary supporters. Some people want to say it was Hillary or her campaign directly, but it came from, you know, Obama won Iowa, and Hillary supporters were worried about that. I mean, like. There's going to be infighting when these people are jockeying for this position that they all desperately want to be in. Of course, and that this always big, happens. There's yeah. this big myth that there's a, a Republican 11th commandment. Ronald Reagan supposedly said there's an 11th commandment. Thou shalt not attack another Republican. But Ronald Reagan never said that. And he also attacked other Republicans. So it's kind of nothing. Reagan's like a mythical creature to Republicans, you know. I mean, in, in in some ways, he was more liberal than Obama. And when that asteroid was headed towards the Earth, Reagan jumped into the air like Superman and punched it right out of the sky. Yeah, but it's so early on, and right now they have to distinguish themselves amongst the available choices, make a case for themselves to say, hey, choose me, there's this guy and that guy, but this is what's wrong with them, and then you take down the next... The real opponent. Right. I wouldn't want to tangle with Trump either because he'll just drop a nuke on you and you look like an idiot. He'll go after your looks. Oh, he'll yeah. go after anything. And then you're left sitting there stuttering and it doesn't look good. Donald I think Trump. what you'd have to do. No one can tangle with Donald Trump except for <laughs> fucking Rosie O'Donnell got the best of Donald Trump. What the fuck are you talking about? Rosie O'Donnell got the best of Donald Trump. So if these other, you know, contenders in the field can't defeat Trump's amazing wit, then goddamn, that's a sad state of affairs for the Republican Party. Well, you know, what's really going to be uh, interesting to watch, uh, I think Dana Perino said on August 6th, although I think it may be August 5th that the first Republican Fox News debate, uh, all these uh, high-powered Republicans are going to have uh, all these media advisors telling them, you know, exactly the best strategy to attack Donald Trump, and that's what the whole debate's going to be about how everyone reacts to Trump and how they all, like, try to put him down and put him in his place. You know, I think the, de the you know, the primary debates are almost a way for the party to weed out the people that they don't like. Because I noticed the first Republican debate, I watched the one, you know, four years ago when they started having 
2,000 debates before the primaries, you know. Um, I watched the very first one, and I remember watching it and being like, wow, Gary Johnson and John Huntsman, those guys are not, are cool guys. Like, you know, I don't agree with everything they say, but they're probably like the most reasonable ones. Gary Johnson never came back to another debate, you know. So I almost feel like, like that's a way where they can kind of just shun, because the party runs those debates, correct? Well, the Republican Party actually uh, ceded some authority over to Fox News for that first debate and let them decide how to weed out the candidates. And they've decided to use national mm -hmm. polls for the top 10 candidates, like the average of the last five national polls. And then earlier in the day, they're going to have like a, a forum for the, the lower scoring candidates. But it actually short circuits the whole primary process where people are supposed to be able to go to Iowa and New Hampshire and like talk to people you know, on a retail level, shaking hands and in these small town meetings and gather support that way. But now Fox News and the Republican Party is like cutting out the bottom half of the candidates using national polls. I see. Hmm. I think it's going to be Rick Santorum. Oh, yeah. Is say, you know what, kind of laugh it off, make fun of his hair, maybe, because, you know, eventually you want to still play golf at his course, right? But I, I, Trump is not, he's not going to win the nomination, but Trump has tapped into the red blooded American bloodstream right now. The people that are the sick of watching a skinny community Marcus. organizer go out there and run this country into the ground, and they want to see a more muscular I, that's approach. That's you refer to your president, a skinny community organizer? I so do. disrespectful. I, I don't think so. I think so you've said a lot worse and, about Republicans. Trump, who is Geraldo. my friend, is going to learn that immigration is... Okay, actually, I changed my mind. I think it's this guy that was just talking and Geraldo. Okay. Like a cheap drug, you get a big bang, a real quick high, and a very long hang. Well, it's not a quick high when people are being murdered in San Francisco. Well, and it's not, a it's not a quick high when people are escaping is, is cheapest, prisons in Mexico and selling heroin and cocaine to, exploit to our children. Of that it's not exploiting it. It is exactly You're exploiting it by downplaying it. nothing to do with immigration. How, how, how does it not? It? Well, here, here's the thing, like, you know... Ever since Trump made these statements, Fox News has been like, well, illegal Mexicans kill people all the time. And I think Geraldo, being Hispanic, is kind of like, that's bullshit, you know? So I, that's, that's kind of where I feel like this is coming from here. I mean, Fox News will, will just take whatever they want and just run with it. And they don't even care, like, how dangerous it is, you know, saying this kind of shit. Everyone should die. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Illegal yeah, I mean, I've been I've been watching this on Fox News for ever since Donald Trump made those remarks. And they're they're best. They're definitely trying to uh, drum up anti-immigrant sentiment. And uh, I think for because the Republicans totally failed there. There was this bipartisan comprehensive immigration reform that passed the Senate with like almost 70 votes. Marco Rubio was in there and. Uh, you know, John McCain voted for it, and then it went to the House of Representatives, and it just died there because there are too many people on the right wing of the Republican parties uh, of the Republican Party who can't give people who are undocumented, and they're like 11 to 14 million of them, won't give them any sort of legal status, and so now Fox News is trying to like cover for that mistake by 
drumming up this anti-immigrant sentiment as much as they can to cover for the people who are Latino, the growing Latino vote, who are going to totally vote against the Republicans after what Donald Trump has said now. And it's kind of a fight between the the nativists who hate Mexicans and immigrants and then the growing demographic of the actual immigrants. Hey, in all fairness, Donald Trump said that probably some are good. Yeah, I like I I like how he that was what he said after he said they're rapists. (laughs) Yeah, they're rapists and murderers. I mean, you know, some are probably okay. (laughs) Maybe. But, but, it's but a Trump's sanctuary comments, policy. You do, you've been doing this on the air. You, you're, you're equating Trump's, Trump's comments with all immigrants. What he had said was, and we've talked about this quite a bit, is Trump's comments specifically pointed at illegals. I'm talking about the, the reaction to Trump. And you tell me that it's that it's not an immigration I th- I response. I think and Jesse's right. I think that it is tapping into the t- into the it the is exploited. It is exploited and sensationalizing bigot vote. From a guy who exploits and sensationalizes everything. Are you really? talking to me? Yes. You're lucky that you're my friend. I'd knock you out right now. Well, okay, yeah, it is these two guys. You're <laughs> lucky that you're my friend. I'd knock you out right now. That's absolute BS. We can take this up I don't later. Know. I, 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 I mean, just looking at these two guys, I'm pretty sure that Geraldo would get his ass kicked. That other guy <laughs> looks like he could probably. Throw Geraldo a had punch. a boxing match with Frank Stallone. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Um, I don't know. The um, other guy still looks tougher to me. Howard Stern, he, like, set up a boxing match between Geraldo and Frank Stallone. It was like a charity boxing match. It's sort of weird. He got his ass kicked by Frank Stallone. Yeah, that makes sense because, you know. I mean, but he's not Sylvester Stallone. He's Frank Stallone. Right. There's a difference. But, you know, it's Frank Stallone, you know. But Frank Stallone was pretty big. I'm assuming this was when he was big. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know bit. if he is now. I don't even, you know. Yeah. Is he dead? No. No. One of the Stallone kids died, though, didn't they? Uh, I, uh, uh, yeah. Um, Frank Stallone is uh, Sylvester's brother. Is he? Yeah, it was Sylvester's son. That oh, died. okay. Yeah. I thought that Frank was his son. I, I yeah. don't know. That really is absolutely How do you say that Trump is a What do you do? Where do you get your stuff from? I'm, I'm, Geraldo, I'm talking about right wing. You're uh, saying that, that Donald is Trump you is your right. okay, a woman's room. death. Get out. It's her death. All right. You, you're you're downplaying. Geraldo's mic is being cut, cut right now. Cut Geraldo. <laughs> yeah. Don't let him Control retaliate. Room. He's like, what right wing news blog is giving you this information? I'm surprised he's not fired. Cut his mic. Wow. Cut his mic. Control room. Well, I mean, Fox News, even though they're right wing, they they like conflict even more than they like right wing propaganda. So uh, that's why they let uh, Geraldo and some of the others continue on is because it gives them the the conflict they want. We're going to have a commercial coming up. It's probably a good time to roll the uh, Bowflex commercial, something like that. I saw that in a movie once. Coming up, the parents of the woman gunned down by an illegal immigrant in San Francisco share their heartbreaking story with Bill O'Reilly. Fucking illegal immigrants. All, you know, one illegal immigrant shot her, therefore all illegal immigrants shot her. Yep. Call the cops on those illegal immigrants. They're all murderers and rapists. Some, I assume, are good people. (laughs) I mean, that's what Donald Trump said, but uh, I've actually been working in uh, the area of immigrants' rights for a long time, and every single study, there's like a Pew study, there are several studies that show that Immigrants and even undocumented immigrants commit crimes in uh, uh, lower levels than native-born people do. So it's it's all just a 
a uh, scare tactic. You fucking liberals and your so-called <laughs> studies. You I know fucking... facts. It's I, I the facts. I'm sorry. Facts have a liberal bias. Oh no! <laughs> no, they don't. You're a liar. I don't know. All right. So uh, this next clip is a news story. Um, it, I guess there was a Klan rally that <laughs> before they got rid of the Confederate flag. Um, there was a Klan rally planned, and then like people were worried that maybe they might not have the rally anymore. So this is a new story Le to to cover the KKK. They still had the rally, just in case anyone was worried about that. Yay. Gone, but some of the most notorious supporters of the flag are still planning a protest. The loyal white knights of the Ku Klux Klan are expecting a rally of 100 to 200 people on Saturday. When, when, I, when I reviewed this story earlier, I, when he said 1 to 200 people, I laughed so hard, like, wow. You know, attendance is down for you guys, isn't it? <laughs> the 18th. Tonight, our Chad Mills spoke exclusively with Klan leaders. Chad. Of course, the Southern Poverty Law Center labels the group as America's most infamous and oldest hate group. While the Klansmen I talked to tonight made no direct threats, some of the things they said would be considered offensive to a lot of people. Nevertheless, we wanted to ask them why rally even after the flag's been taken down. Under the shadow of the American and state flag, the Confederate battle flag flies no more. Pad of concrete and sprinkles of rust are all that remain. He's been in the Klan for about five, six years. I've been into the Klan 17. The flag's removal is sad news to the loyal white knights of the Ku Klux Klan. It broke up. <laughs> Look at these motherfuckers. <laughs> the poor KKK. <laughs> Flag got taken down. They don't. They don't look scary. They they literally look ridiculous. What? The like clan, a bad Halloween costume. The clan is so cool, Ben. Come on, look at them. They look awesome. We we actually had a, a thing here in Ohio where this uh, neo-Nazi hate group wanted to come and and do their rally, but they would only do it if they were allowed to carry guns at the rally. And it actually went to court, and they actually won the right to carry guns at their neo-Nazi rally. Sweet. <laughs> Nothing better than an armed yeah. Nazi rally. Isn't that great? I think like that wouldn't cause anyone who disagreed th with them to come armed to the rally, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I once wrote a brief in favor of uh, the KKK's free speech rights in Missouri. Yep. Uh, they wanted to uh, advertise on, like, national, the mm -hmm. local national public radio station to say, you know, uh, the, K the Ku Klux Klan or the Knights of Missouri, a, a white Christian organization, you know, as a, an underwriter of NPR. And, of course, NPR rejected them, and I wrote this brief for the ACLU in favor of their free speech rights. And I, I actually believe that we should not suppress that kind of speech because it's a more, it's, you know, we should have it out there as ridiculous as it is so that people can hear what they believe. So, so you disagree with many of the other westernized countries out there that have laws against these kind of groups? I oh, definitely. Too. Yeah, no, I, I don't believe that hate, you know, so-called hate speech should be suppressed. Um, you know, and I disagree with like universities that have hate speech codes. That uh, I mean, there there are threats, what are called true threats, and there's uh, 
uh, First Amendment law on what constitutes a true threat. But beyond that, you know, just because someone says something offensive, that should not be illegal or suppressed, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I agree. Years ago, I watched a documentary about a neo-Nazi band that went all over the world and played, you know, like hate hate music, basically. And in the U.S., they could advertise in newspapers and everything. And then, you know, when they went to Europe, they had to do these secret underground shows. And they even mm -hmm. said then, you know, the U.S. is the most tolerant country of intolerance. Yeah, well... Uh, the Westboro Baptist Church. I mean, we, they, they, them they've, too. They've won tons of legal cases. And coming the right from the other way. Yeah. And coming the other way, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that giving these people the freedom of speech has not made there be like this huge surge in KKK membership or anything. You know, most people look at them and say they're ridiculous. I mean, they're a bunch of guys that. Go around in white hoods spewing nonsense. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. All of our hearts that they made a decision. The government stood of being. Now look here, I think we all think the, the masks were a nice idea, but they could have been done better. <laughs> they take it upon themselves to make the decision for us. In an interview with doesn't even work right. Klansman Amanda Lee and James Williams say their planned rally at the State House will go on even though the flag's been furled and taken to a museum. The group says its message isn't hate, but white pride. No one oh else God. wants to stand up for what's right. <laughs> That's the narrative you know, these days. You know, we're considered terrorists, racist, whatever, you know. Not terrorists. No, I wouldn't consider them terrorists unless they actually started doing acts of terrorism again, like lynchings. But as we learned last week, oh yeah, or last episode, the KKK doesn't lynch anymore, so it's okay. They're all good now. You know, in a lot of the southern states, there are cities called Lynchburg, named after. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's one in Virginia. I think there's one in West Virginia, and, and the Carolinas. It's it's very strange. They all label us as, and we're not that. If a black individual was to break down on the side of the road, I actually helped them. However, wow. <laughs> oh, good for you. You're the, so awesome. The clan ain't so bad after all. Please do it wearing mm -hmm. your white robes while you do it. That'll be beautiful. Yeah, I'd cross the street to piss on you if you were on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 if a black individual was broke down on the side of the road, I would help them. I would help them ride up a tree with some rope. Even though Lee, the Imperial Commander of the Loyal White Knights, says she doesn't support the slaughter of nine African Americans in church oh, by you're a so, shooter you're, Dylan you're, Roof, so awesome. she says she I could support, support other murders. If he oh, okay. was to go to the street corner that was selling people crack and drugs, and if he had done that, I truthfully I wouldn't look at him in shame. Still, the group that says okay. it isn't so it's okay <laughs> if because we know just black people they only sell crack, right? <laughs> if she sold and, yeah, and gun down some drug dealers on the yeah. street, because it's not like they're already gunning each other down anyway i like the way they showed those pictures of dylan roof from his uh website the what is it lastrodesian.com they showed there because yeah one, one thing that never came out in that story that i was kind of curious about is those pictures were not selfies who took all those pictures or maybe it was on a tripod with a timer but those maybe. were not 
cameras he held up himself. I don't know what that was about. Uh, I took the pictures. <laughs> uh, it was part of, uh, you know, he told me it was like an avant-garde photo shoot. Before we move on to the next story, I, I, I just thought of a question that I wanted to ask Alan here. Um, we, we've had people here say that they believe there's a false dichotomy between Democrats and Republicans, that there's really not a difference. And, and and in some cases, some people believe that they're secretly the same organization, just tricking you into keeping them in power. How do you how do you feel about that? Do you really feel there's a false dichotomy there? Well, no, I don't. Uh, you know, I have voted uh, for Democrats over many years, and I have many uh, a lot of friends who are you know uh, involved in the Green Party and other third party groups, and maybe. Um, and the thing is. I think that it, the way our American system works is that it, uh, the two-party system really makes Republicans, Democrats try to appeal to the center, uh, especially in the presidential campaigns because of the electoral system, the electoral college. Uh, you really have to appeal to the uh, most number of voters right in the center, and so we don't really have third parties. And but there really are differences. I mean, think if. If John McCain had been elected in 2008 or Mitt Romney had been elected in 2012, there are uh, there were major differences in taxation. There are major differences in terms of uh, whether we would be at war with Iran or we'd have more troops in Iraq right now or whether we'd be at war with Russia in Ukraine. I mean, in terms of foreign policy, there's I mean, at least in terms of Obama, I'm a little worried about Hillary Clinton being too far to the right on foreign policy. And I mean, the the thing that's true about it is they've both been kind of co-opted by Wall Street and they, they both have a lot of the same uh, corporate donors. And that does have a, a big influence on our politics, both from Republicans and Democrats. But it's not like there's no difference between the parties. That That is not true. Uh, I don't think there's no difference, but a lot of times I feel like there's not enough difference. And and, and, and TJ is a committed non-voter. I don't vote. Yes. Yeah, I, so. I don't participate in the political process at all. I leave mankind to its folly. Um, but no, I, I feel like there's not enough difference between the two parties. And I, I think it's always interesting, that phenomena of rushing to the center, because, you know, in the primaries, the Democrats are trying to appeal to the liberals and the... Uh, Republicans are trying to appeal to hardcore conservatives, but then once someone gets the nomination, it's the rush to the center. Like, who can get to the center faster? Whose positions are the most bland and moderate? Well, that's definitely true for our presidential politics, although it's becoming less and less true where uh, they're saying that uh, one of the big strategies for presidential elections is trying to turn out your base and that that is more important than getting those independent voters who there are very few independent voters but there's sort of a counterbalance to that in turn uh, the uh, members of congress are actually much more extreme because sure. uh, a lot of times they're in these gerrymandered districts and they don't have to worry about running against someone from the other party they just have to worry about uh, you know, Republicans have to worry about someone even more conservative challenging them in the primary, and the same for the Democrats. So the yeah, Congress it just becomes a conservative that, purity test, right? And this and Democrats also have to worry about being uh, not left enough for their primary voters. So the Congress is sort of a partisan counterbalance to the more centrist presidential politics that we have. It, it kind of does seem though like uh, Democratic voters are not 
they don't just they usually don't just want like whoever's farthest to the left that's who's best whereas a lot of republican voters do seem to want like whoever's farthest to the right that's my guy it seems like there's a lot more hardcore right-wingers than there are hardcore liberals but i think there's more liberals overall it just seems like there's a lot more moderate liberals and not so many moderate conservatives would you agree with that yeah definitely uh, i mean People who all the candidates in the Republican race claim to be conservatives, you know, that's the way they win. But you don't hear Democrats claiming to be liberal or even progressive. Uh, they're they're almost embarrassed about uh, their their left wing. You know, liberal I mean, except has for Bernie become Sanders. a bad word in some ways. Yeah, uh, I don't even. I don't know. I don't. I don't really hear the negative connotation anymore because I don't watch a lot of like corporate media shit anymore. But back when I did, yeah, you you could definitely feel like the negative connotation, especially on Fox News. You'd always the hear word liberal or the word progressive. Even in like YouTube comments, yeah. you're a typical liberal. Typical fucking liberal. Yeah. I'm sure you get that. Sure, I get it. I'm sure he gets it. Yeah. He oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I've even had had people tell me that I should change the name of my channel if I want people to take my like media criticism seriously because there's a huge part of the population who won't even watch a video that comes from liberal viewer and uh, but you know the word liberal actually just means tolerant open to new ideas uh, not dogmatic uh, I mean if you look it up in the dictionary it doesn't even mean leftist it's like all these qualities that people should actually aspire towards you're disgusting yeah yeah you're you say you're liberal next thing you know you're in league with joseph stalin there you go stalin know who else was liberal stalin here's another uh here's another story of someone's civil rights being violated this is a story out of arizona apparently a police officer illegally entered a woman's home and handcuffed her while she was naked and uh, yeah, that's that's what we're gonna play next. Here. They're uh, they're making a toy of it, so the parents. <laughs> and uh, yeah, a valley woman naked and handcuffed, but never actually charged with a crime. Yeah, it's a story you might find upsetting because it happened in her own home, in front of her daughter, and all of it after the officer entered illegally. That cop is now off the of job, blue. retiring during an internal investigation. We want to warn you, this story after may be difficult for investigation. younger viewers. <laughs> the woman is planning to file a lawsuit, and she's only speaking to ABC 15 investigator Dave Biscabing. Because ABC 15 is the only legit news around. In Arizona. I don't want to touch you! Don't touch me! Don't touch me! On March 25th, a police call gone under arrest, bitch. Do we really need the ominous music to add to it? She's like literally totally naked, and this dude is just... And and they're in her house. Chandler police officer Doug Rose. You have absolutely no clothes on? No! You have no clothes on? What's wrong with you? Being naked in your own fucking house? Disgusting. What do these criminals think of next? And the only reason this got the attention it did and the right kind of attention that it did is because it was recorded by the the residents of this home here. And it's it's so crazy that it's still in some states it's illegal to film yeah, well, police officers. It's a violation of the police rights. In public. I mean, this is in her home. She can record whatever she wants there. No.
helpless, I felt violated, and honestly, I felt molested. Esmeralda Rossi is the woman in that video. My daughter comes to the shower and says, Mom, there's two officers at the door. So I just grabbed a towel and ran to the door. Officer Rose and a second cop wanted to talk about an earlier call involving an argument Rossi had with her estranged husband. The way he approached me was very aggressive and very angry, and it made me very uncomfortable. Records show Rossi told the officers to wait at the door so she could go get a cell phone to record their conversation. So I closed the door. I start to walk into my living room. I probably get maybe about five, five steps in, and all of a sudden, I just hear boots running in after me. Illegal entry. Well, you know, there's actually case law that says that if you leave your door open at all, that's an invitation for the police to enter. Ah. <laughs> Does that include leaving it unlocked? Well, I, I, she did say she closed the door, so they shouldn't have any... Uh, rationale for entering, but I don't know. Let's hear the rest of the story. Tell me, stop or I'll arrest you. At that point, both Rossi and her teenage daughter started recording. Uh -huh. That's when things really turned. Do you understand? Yes, I understand. Are you done? No, I am Do you want I to go to jail you. tonight? I just. I'm asking you. You do told you want me. To I don't need to answer tonight? that. So you, Why don't you call him back and I'll take her to jail tonight? No, for and what? I'll get statements from those two. What? I want to get back over there, okay? No, you will not. No, you will not. You I'm not doing arrest. anything. You are under arrest. I don't want to touch you. Don't touch you are me. Under arrest. Don't Please touch me. Don't touch me. I didn't want to touch him. Don't touch me. Don't put your hands. To protect and serve. So it's going really well so far. The policeman is your friend, kids. The policeman is your friend. And if you ever have any trouble, just go to the policeman and he'll help you out. Did, did anyone catch what their reason for entering the home was? What, why are they even no, there? I have no idea. She had some sort of dispute with her ex-husband. Is is what they say. Yeah. So, like, what what is what do the, the police have to even do with this fucking dispute? And what are they arresting her for? You have absolutely no clothes on. No. Go get your mom some clothes. Uh, maybe they're Quit filming uh, us and go do something else. Maybe they're arresting her for filming vertically instead of horizontally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> citizen here. Mark Victor is Rossi's attorney. They plan to soon file a civil rights lawsuit. This was disgusting. This was barbaric. And um, this was very degrading. In her words, Rossi admits she took an attitude with the officer. Victor says, so what? I mean, any one of us would be upset if a police officer or any other human being barged into their home without permission. Doug Rose never responded to requests for comments. When we tried his home, a woman answered the door. Okay, well, he's not available right now. Will you let him know that we stopped by? Yes. All right, thank you very much. We never heard back. Rossi was so never surprising. charged. <laughs> oh, and he retired during the internal investigation, too. With any crime, an officer Rose retired in the middle of an internal investigation. Chandler police determined Rose entered the home illegally without cause. And also, his police report was missing critical details. So was video from Rose's body camera. Nothing was true in his report. The cell phone video, crucial evidence in the internal investigation. 
And even though the phone drops a few minutes in, it keeps recording. And for nearly 20 minutes, you can hear Officer Rose lecture Rossi in her own home, naked. Don't take the attitude with cops because we don't play. When a cop shows up, you're not the one in charge. I don't care if it is your house. You understand me? Wow. Wow. We're basically gods among men, and in any situation we arrive at, we in charge, bitch. We run the show. You think this your house? You in charge? Bullshit. We the motherfucking police, bitch. We want to fucking handcuff you naked and give you a lecture? That's our prerogative, bitch. You don't take no attitude with me, motherfucker. I'm the police. And while I'm here, you could probably chance to lose a few pounds while you're at it. Quit eating so many donuts, yeah. bitch. I'm motherfucking police. Yeah, that's like trying to turn the clock back to, like, the 12th century. Wasn't it like uh, the Magna Carta in 1215 where the castle doctrine comes from that the police don't have the right to, like, be in charge when they're at your house? What about the the Constitution, illegal search and seizure? Well, of course, that, I mean, but that's even, like, 500 years later. I it know. Goes... <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy that someone can do that <laughs> to someone. Popo's in charge, Ben. Don't matter. Rossi crying, her voice shaking, as Rose repeatedly forces her to look him in the eyes. I was molested when I was really young and by an older man, and he was taller. And when I was standing there, I felt like I was back in that room. I felt like I was seven all over again. Okay, I don't care about room. this emotional bullshit. Yeah. And no, that but that's gonna that's gonna increase her damages for pain and suffering when this lawsuit uh, is uh, oh, successful. Okay. <laughs> well, so there's legal reasons why, I guess. Yes. Rossi says the only thing worse, Officer Rose made her daughter remove the handcuffs. That hurt even more, to feel my daughter's hands on my hands and to feel her. What? You know, what? What kind of police officer would be like, here, honey, come here, remove your mom's handcuffs? What? I, I mean, like, really? Is is this part of training that they receive? Yeah, that's what, that's the, he followed procedure, Ben. He followed procedure. It's like some kind of fetish or something. <laughs> yeah. uh, she's naked. Uh, yeah, Hand, I'm gonna handcuff you and lecture you about my power and how how powerful I am and how you can't dispute me in any way. I'm investigating your place now. Lieutenant police declined to comment, citing the potential lawsuit. As for Officer Rose, records show there was no discipline in his file. Oh. He retired on May 29. He got a paid vacation and then retired. Bye, guys. <laughs> troll cop. I mean... Troll or not a troll. I mean, I've I've seen instances where, like, a cop got in trouble for having sex with a woman on the hood of his car. And I'm like, he should get fired. Maybe nothing else. But he should at least get fired. But you have a cop that does this kind of shit, and nothing happens to him. He followed procedure. <laughs> yeah. Anything else you want to add, Alan? Oh, it's just another example of how uh, what we were talking about before about how the technology totally changes an incident that would have ended up uh, in a different way if there were no citizen cell phone video camera. I agree so much. And, and we see a lot of these troubles in 
Illinois, where it's, I mean, like, that's the most populated state, as far as I understand, where it's illegal to film police, even in public. And people have faced something like 80-year sentences. They've, they've been dropped thus far, but people go to court and have to waste their time facing 80-year sentences for wiretapping. Yeah, no, there's, there's an ACLU lawsuit against that statute uh, because there's a First Amendment right to record police. No. <laughs> the police, hey, Alan, you might think you in charge, but <laughs> it's the police that's in charge always in every situation, no matter where they yeah, are. Yeah, you heard them there. You heard them. An officer is always in charge no matter Do what. Do you want to be handcuffed naked, Alan? Come on, man. Well, you know, he might be, but you don't. Probably not in that context, though. Um, so what else we got? Um, Benny boy. All right. So this next story is actually out of Canada. A man faces six months in jail for disagreeing with a feminist on Twitter. About fucking time. TJ, you'd be doing like 20 years at this point. About fucking time, man. The near completion of a very interesting and probably very important case is happening here at Old City Hall today. Um, it's the so-called Twitter case where a man named Greg Elliott is accused of criminal harassment via Twitter by uh, now two, originally it was three, young women. Um, very, I've seen one of the female uh, complainants step. Old City Hall, Queen Street West. Uh, yeah, I, isn't this crazy, though? I mean, they'll, they'll dive into it, but isn't this... I, I almost felt like it wasn't even real. What did he say? Uh, they're going to get into that. I, it's funny, though. I mean, like, you assume he was like, I'm going to kill you, bitch, or something like that. I'm going to kill you? you, bitch. Guthrie testifies. She's a very bright, uh, engaged uh, social activist, I guess, for lack of a better word. Anyway, these two women, Ms. Guthrie and another, um, say that uh, in spring and summer of 2012... This is the accused on, uh, on the screen right now. Older man. He's uh, evil. Mr. Elliott was criminally harassing them. In fact, though, the investigating officer who charged Mr. Elliott has acknowledged in his testimony that... Um, Mr. Elliott never threatened either of these women. He never used any sexual innuendo. He didn't do anything that you would typically associate with uh, harassing behavior. And I guess the bottom line of the, the allegation here is that if the uh, alleged uh, target of tweets or presumably Instagram or any of the other social media feels as though you're harassing them, Maybe you are harassing them. I find it an astonishing concept, actually. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It and, really is. And it's quite astonishing. Normally, I'm on here defending Canada, but what the fuck, Canada? Yeah, Canada, you drop the ball. <laughs> Canada is, you know... I, I love Canada. Like, I this this very place I where this woman some, is standing, I've been there at least ten times. I heard that uh, some Canadian music festival banned, like, wearing headdresses and shit, too. Because it's cultural appropriation. And now this well, shit. Arguing with feminists on the internet is a crime because they might feel harassed, even if you didn't say anything to harass them. Well, you Yay. know, that's why we, we should feel grateful that we have a First Amendment in the United States. Uh, they don't have that in Canada, so they can be a lot more 
uh, oppressive on people's free speech rights. You know, in this last Supreme Court term, there was a, a case about Facebook threats. It was the Alanis case um, where they were deciding whether someone could be convicted of making threats on Facebook. There was this guy who posted these threats on his ex-wife's page, and some of them were kind of creepy and seemed kind of threatening to me. But uh, the jury was instructed that if an objective person found these posts threatening, that would be enough to convict him. And the Supreme Court said, no, the person who posted the threats on Facebook had to subjectively believe himself he was being threatening, and the jury had to find that. So uh, uh, that's kind of the opposite of what you're complaining about in this Canada case, where if someone feels threatened, it's illegal in Canada. But here in the United States, the person actually has to purposely decide to threaten, and you have to prove that to a jury before they can be convicted. Interesting. That just because I might feel a certain way, that would make it so. But uh, that's up to uh, the judge. Uh, he's going to probably reserve, and I don't know when we'll know, the result of the case. Mr. Elliott's already paid a pretty severe uh, penalty. Basically, what he did was disagree politically with these young women. He didn't call them names. He didn't, uh, you know, sexually harass them or anything. He just disagreed with some of their politics, uh, particularly. Don't disagree with someone's their politics on the internet. You'll go to jail. That it was okay to publicly shame a young man up north who had made what's called a face punch game. The guy's name is Bendel and Spur. And he'd made this video game where uh, you punched uh, the face of a feminist blogger. Uh, Anita Sarkeesian, I believe. That was the game. And when these two young women saw the game, they called out this young man up north. Um, I, th I think the face punch was for Anita Sarkeesian. I could be wrong. There's probably other ones out there, but I have seen one with Anita. Are you familiar with Anita? Oh, yeah. I've, I've wa even watched some of uh, the videos that uh, critique her videos from Thunderfoot. I actually encountered Anita, <laughs> strangely enough. Um, I, I went to a, a place here in Columbus, Ohio, where people get together and play board games, and all of a sudden Anita Sarkeesian walks in. And I took a photo, like a selfie photo, with her in the background, and I was accused of like doxing and all kinds of crazy crimes. People, uh, people said I committed a crime by taking a picture mm. of her. Yeah, it was very interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Phoned, uh, I think, uh, alerted the local newspapers up there what he'd done, posted warnings to potential employers. And Mr. Elliott's only comment on this, really, was that this was wrong. What if it drove him to suicide? He was a young man, etc. And uh, Miss Guthrie, at least, was quite uh, firm that uh, if that thing happened, if he, say, were to have killed himself or if his life was ruined, that wouldn't have been her fault. It would have been his fault for having brought it on. Anyway, as I say, it's a very interesting case, I think, because of the ramifications it has for uh, online uh, debate. Yeah, at least in Canada. Watch your mouth, Canadians. You can go to jail for disagreeing with somebody online. That's a crime now. So, um, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty fucked up, Canada. You done went full retard, Canada. You done went full retard. <clears throat> All right, so... Uh...
Here's uh, Josh Fairstein. Oh, great. What's up, Josh Fairstein here. Look, I'm the one that says everything that preachers are afraid to say, and we're going to go ahead and do it again today, and we're talking about Bruce Jenner. Oh, my God, did he just say Bruce Jenner? It's Caitlin. Talk about Caitlin. It's not Bruce anymore. I'm going to call him Bruce. Why? Because Bruce is a dude. Oh, my God, that's so bigoted. No, it's not bigotry. It's biology. Oh, my word. What what about his feelings? I mean, see, that's the problem today is that too many people focus on feelings and not facts. Let's look at science. Who does science say that Bruce Jenner is? Well, hold science on. says it, wait, he's hold on. A- hold on. Hold on. If you're going to look at science, then you should look at the DSM. And the DSM would say that gender transitioning is the treatment for the gender identity disorder that Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner has. So, you're not really looking at the science, but of course you never do, so why am I surprised? I wouldn't even call it a disorder, but even, like, according well, to the... That, I mean, the DSM. even homosexuality was a disorder in the DSM right, at sure. one point. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it is a disorder in a sense because, I mean, you find your, yourself sure. uh, identifying with a body that is, you know, otherwise than the one you have. So, I mean, you know, that's obviously uh, okay. a, a pretty inconvenient situation. I understand where you're in. coming from on that. Yeah. But I agree. I'm not a big fan of the DSM. You know, fugitive slave disorder was once uh, a psychological disorder. So Yeah, those fucking slaves want to be free. <laughs> they just want to something, run away. It's a disorder. Something wrong with them. Got some kind of mental illness. You don't want to pick cotton all day, live in a shack, and be whipped? What the by, fuck is wrong with by you? The way, by the way, from time to time here on the show, we'll get G-Man, uh, a fundamental Christian, African-American pro-slavery guy. <laughs> He's very interesting to talk to. You might remember him from our intro where he uh, was denying the existence of starving children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a nice guy, but wow. Crazy. It's just like, oh, we can talk to him about anything else, and he's like the nicest guy that we get along with so much, but you talk to him about religion, and it's just like the end. You just can't even handle it. Uh, man, or as Austin Powers said, it's a man, baby. It's a man. Oh, my now, God. let me just ask you this. Ah. If it comes down to science, we want to talk about feelings. That's the worst well, Austin Powers we want to do that when it comes to, I don't know, American law, but let's look a little bit deeper. Let's say that I was to go hunting uh, this deer season, and I were to shoot a buck, a big buck, a humongous, ra- I mean, just a great buck, and I shoot this buck. I, well, just one problem. I only have a doe tag. Well, when the game warden walks up to me, he says, hey, why did you shoot a buck when you only have a doe tag? That's jail time. Uh, well, um, I think that doe, I think the buck identified himself as a doe. Uh, I think that, uh, I, I think. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I. So, so in, in this situation, humans are the same, like deer and humans are the same, but like in a situation where like an elephant is gay with another male elephant, that doesn't matter because we're different because we're humans, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's so messed up, man. This is the, no, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a flawless analogy, dude. We're different. Yeah, no, like, it's like, 
I only understand analogies that involve shooting and killing things. That's the the basis of this one, I think. I, I, oh, oh, he had a he had a semi-auto like shotgun in his last video. Well, game warden, this buck here was transgender, so it's okay. It's like how how do you know? How do you know what the uh, buck was identifying really, as? Is gender really a matter? Well, it's amazing because all of a sudden gender becomes a matter at that point. In fact, they'll throw you in jail over gender. In fact, what if I were just to be able to be whatever I identified at? You know, I'm Native to America. What if I could identify as a Native American? Maybe I could get government checks. Maybe I could get casino checks. Maybe, you know what I'm you saying? You know damn well Maybe that's not what that means. I identify myself as a dog. Or identify, like, look, people, we need to stop worrying about feelings. more accurate to identify facts. yourself as a pig. And let me go ahead and say what other, every other preacher is afraid to say. Say it. Transgenderism is demonic. Demonic. It's a foul spirit. Why? Because man was... All right, Alan, uh, have you ever seen this guy before? Really quick. I have not seen this guy before. Guess how many followers this guy has on Facebook. Uh, a thousand? <laughs> He's got, I think, something like two million followers. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize there were that many stupid people on Facebook. <laughs> you didn't? I find that hard to believe, honestly. Yes. Created in the image of God. And guess what? Satan wants nothing more than to destroy that image because he hates the image of God. So he sends spirits Fucking to confuse Satan. us. He sends spirits to inhabit and begin to demean and tear away at us. That's exactly his plan for every single one of us. And every single one of us, it's a different type of sin. But let's just call it sin because that's exactly what it is. So anyways, I pray for... So let's keep all sins like on a level playing field, right? So like if you don't keep holy the Sabbath, Josh, like I, I, I'm guessing, Josh, you don't watch football on Sundays, right? You got to go to church. You got to pray to God all day on Sunday. That's God. Keep holy day. the Sabbath. Don't work. Don't film any videos. If not, you go to jail, man. Wear yeah, garments of two different fabrics. I think that's in there too, right? Yeah, look at don't the hat. Eat, don't eat shellfish. Just the Fred Durst hat alone is a polywoven fabric. Don't plant uh, t t dissimilar plants in the same furrow. There's lots of crazy rules. Oh, and also, uh, if a woman's menstruating, she's supposed to go to the outskirts of town. So, Alan, how do you feel about the Prager Institute? Are you familiar with them? I'm not familiar with the Prager Institute. I saw it's Prager University, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, I think is it's it a university, that's really? They, that's called <laughs> Prager okay. University. They're, they're a highly conservative institution. They've made several videos that we've reviewed here on the show and this one is entitled how to solve america's spending problem and i think uh we'll all have some interesting commentary on this, this is going to be good both democrats and republicans complain about america's national debt what a looming crisis it is and how we have to do something about it and well they should the numbers defy comprehension currently the debt stands at around 17 trillion dollars much of that coming in just the last few years. Do you agree with what he said so far? Uh, in terms of the amount of the debt, yeah. I mean, that's and, and where it came from and when it came from. Uh, I mean, kind of, so far. Okay. okay. To put it simply, our government spent $17 trillion more than it took in. 
That's one huge deficit, wouldn't you say? Yep. How did it happen? To answer that, we have to focus on three programs. If at any point you disagree, Alan, just okay. let us know. Okay. Okay. Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Social Security <laughs> is a government pension. Anything you want to say? Ed? Well, there, there's there's some wars missing. I see. Right. That, yeah, I was. I thought Iraq and the, Afghanistan would be on there somewhere. These are the main reasons. What are you talking about? Wouldn't the Bush tax cuts also be on there? Yes, yeah, this was actually accurate because. You know, they, all these conservatives, they only want to look at, like, the government spent more than it took in. Well, that's because Bush had these tax cuts that he kept going forever. That's why we weren't, that's one of the big reasons why we weren't fucking taking enough in. Is because Bush decided to give all these, his fucking rich cronies on Wall Street big fucking tax cuts. Yeah, no, there's definitely. people over 65. What's that, Alan? Oh, just that uh, the huge income inequality that started actually back in the Reagan administration and has been uh, basically people in the middle class and poor people, their incomes have not grown at all. And it's basically almost all the increase in uh, wealth has gone to the people in the top 1% in the last 20 years, 30 years. You know, I, I don't have any problem with, uh, you know, e income disparity between people to an extent i mean you know i think you know some people it makes sense that they're gonna be successful in business and and get rich and you know that should you know we should all have the possibility of that upward mobility but when the growth rates of middle and lower class people just are stagnant and the super rich just keep get keep getting super richer i mean no one's going to acknowledge that as a problem yeah, no, I think we're at the, the worst income inequality we've been at since uh, the 1920s, right before the big crash and the Great Depression. Yeah, but that was probably liberals' fault. Medicare is a government health insurance program for people over 65. Mm -hmm. And Medicaid is a government health assistance program for people who can't afford to buy insurance. Mm -hmm. The debt picture has admittedly become a little more complicated and more severe because of the massive increases in government spending on unemployment benefits and other federal assistance programs related to the 2009 recession. But the big three, Social Security, the recession Medicare, and Medicaid, Hold on. remain. Hold on. The <laughs> crash was in 2008, not 2009. Right. It's like they're trying to put it in Obama's <laughs> administration when it actually happened at the end of Bush's administration. Right. What a disingenuous piece of shit at the center of the problem. In fact, spending in every other area, including defense, all other appropriations, and other federal entitlements, though significant, make up a smaller share of the economy than has historically been the case. These three programs are not new. The first Social Security check was issued on January 31, 1940. And Medicaid it was the and death Medicare toll of America. Since in the mid-60s during the administration of Lyndon Johnson. All three programs were greatly expanded in 1972 during the Nixon administration. Lyndon Johnson, not, not the most liberal of Democrats either. And Richard Nixon. Yep. And well, every they liked, year they got... They, they talked about the 2009 crash and then they're going back to like 1972. And I noticed one thing they skipped over there is 
What about all the money they spent to bail out those banks that caused the 2008 oh, crash? No, 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 no. That's, you know, like, that's nothing to do all, with anything. It's just fine. Like, that's pu- good. Pumping up the the mortgages that were supposedly, you know, they were all these high-risk mortgages that were sewn up as uh, being uh, grade A securities, and that was like the whole basis of the crash, and that's missing in this analysis. Gobble up more and more of the federal budget. Well, they might budget. get to it. How much more? Just listen to these <laughs> numbers from the Congressional Budget Office. Okay. In 1970, these three programs accounted for 21% of all federal spending. By 2012, they accounted for 42% of all federal spending. And now, we've added a fourth new federal assistance program, the Affordable Care Act of 2010 otherwise known as Obamacare. Just to give you one example, Medicare Part B, the part of Medicare that covers doctor services, was originally projected to cost $500 million a year. In 2012, it cost $164 billion. Whatever you think about the value of these... I don't know how they switched from Obamacare to Medicare Part B because... Obamacare actually saved money over, it saved almost a trillion dollars over 20 years. And one of the ways it did it was by getting rid of the big giveaway to insurance <laughs> companies on, over in this uh, Medicare Part B program that they're criticizing. This, I don't, do these people, do they even know what they're talking about? They're the Prager. Hold on, Alan. The, this is the Prager Institute, man. And and you don't you have no idea what you're talking about because this is an institute. Okay, you're a fucking communist, buddy. These <laughs> programs, how are we going to pay for them? The Congressional Budget Office projects that before today's 25-year-olds are ready to receive Medicare, these four programs—Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, and the Affordable Care Act are expected to cost more than all the money the government collects in taxes. That would mean we would have to borrow money to pay for everything else. Our armed forces, road repair... Okay, well, I, I like how you mentioned the first one there, because we're, we're definitely spending way too much money on that. Do we need... How, how about you? Like, both of you. I'll ask both of, of you guys here. How do you feel about spending all this money on bases in other countries that we haven't had hostile relations with since World War II. Should we close those or should we keep those open? Uh, yeah, I don't think that America needs to maintain a military empire at this point. In in Japan or in Germany or in Italy, do we need those? I mean, you know, they probably shouldn't just be gotten rid of because it employs a lot of people, but, eh. you know, I, I mean, I almost look at the military as like a social welfare program in a way, but... I've always wanted to try to—I've always thought it would be interesting if they actually tried to—since America has shitty infrastructure, they should try to expand the Army Corps of Engineers and and actually put these guys to work on public works projects, but— They're too busy in Iraq. Yeah, they're— Come on, man. They're too busy uh, (laughs) playing God around the world, so— Alan, how do you feel about that? Well, what, we spend more money on defense than, what is it, the next 10 countries in the world combined? I don't know exactly what— threat it is that uh, we're preparing our military to fight against it, unless it's the threat of like budget cuts in congressional districts where people have powerful positions that uh, allow them to change our budgetary priorities. It, 
it it's all i mean it, it's like we're trying to fight soviet russia in 1985 I, it doesn't make much sense you know uh, the thing is too like about this video is like man if we offer all these social safety nets america's just gonna go bankrupt it's like well why hasn't that happened in all these other countries that have all these social safety nets I mean, they go through their boom and bust cycles like TJ, any do other we, economy. But... Do we want to be held to the same standards as those people? But I mean, like they act like this is some like wild new idea that if we try it, we're just gonna be fucked. But it's been tried. It's been tested. It fucking works. Yes. And we went to many of these countries, and we never felt like society could collapse at any moment. Yeah, you know, there's, like, you go to fucking uh, London, and just people starving in the streets. Yeah, Emaciated no. children. It's like, gee, man, here you go, man. See? Everything. <laughs> so what do we do? Well, we could increase taxes. Massively. But to raise the kind of money we'd need we'd have to significantly increase taxes on everybody, especially but... the middle class. And the penguin, That means apparently. taking a lot more money out of your paycheck and mine. Because if you think we could get what we need from the rich, think again. Think if again. If we took all the earnings of people who make more than a million dollars, a 100% income tax, that would only net us a little more than $600 billion. And obviously, we could only do that <laughs> once. Okay, the fallacy in that particular argument, I've heard that many times, is they're talking about the earnings of all the people, but what about the assets of all the people? How much money do they actually own? They're just talking about the money that they earn every year, but not like the huge amount of uh, assets that they hold. Does that include the corporations as well? Uh, they're just talking about people. I guess corporations are people, though, so maybe it does. <laughs> they are people now. Mitt Romney said they Corporations were. are people, my friend. My friend, corporations are people. And much more practical one. Oh, oh, oh here, here's his answer. I can't wait. I can't wait. Is to cut spending. Yep. Specifically, cut the rate of growth of the three legacy... On the military, right? On the no, military. No, no, not that. Hold on, wait, wait. No, hold on. Isn't that what we spend the most money on? No, man. Military needs to be oh, left alone. Like, we need to be ready in just in case, like, every country in the world wants to uh, invade us at once, right? Or, you know, what about what if what happens when the aliens come? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm Have sorry. Have you not I, seen Independence Day? I just Day? want America to be weak. Bill Pullman needs to give his heroic speech before, you know... The ragtag group of jet fighters take down the Le alien led by orbit. Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum. Yep, and Randy Quaid. <laughs> Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Randy Quaid. That Wasn't it Randy doesn't Quaid mean that? spending yeah. less money than we already are. It simply means not increasing our spending as fast as we have been. So all of the like and social Obamacare all of the social safety nets get rid of those. Don't get rid of them. Just don't encourage but, spending like, to them. So build, make them insolvent. That's, build that's more airplanes that just sit in like an airplane hangar and are never used. Right? Yeah, that's that's what we need. We need jets and tanks that the military doesn't Nukes. even want. Yeah, and you know, and we have to maintain our huge, expensive nuclear arsenal that you know is. Uh, Obsolete since the Cold War. Yeah. We, we face no nuclear threat whatsoever. What about ISIS? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're, they're you know, they're so powerful. ISIS. They have so much influence. ISIS Social Security coming. would be a good place to start. In 1940, the average life expectancy of an individual in the United States was less than 65. 
the age at which people begin to get Social Security. Today, average life expectancy in the U.S. is almost 80. Obviously, it's time to move the age at which Americans receive Social Security to, to reflect 81. our longer lifespan. There are a lot of common sense reform ideas out there. So that so many people don't get it, and they pay into it, and they don't get it? Is that like your yep. goal? That's, you know, they want you to pay into a system and then get nothing out of it. I mean, like, how many people can work in that part of their lifespan, 75 to 80? Uh, I mean, you know, my, my uncle's um, husband died uh, last year, early this year, and uh, they figured out that he had paid, you know, something like, you know, like... $60,000 in the Social Security or some crazy amount. And he, he didn't get any benefit out of it because he didn't make it to 65. So he could have put all that into a bank account. Yeah. And got it back. But, I mean, you know, obviously some people are going to die before they're eligible. And they probably couldn't have been married because they lived in Missouri, right? So They went to some other state and got married. And Missouri, okay. actually, at the, Missouri at the time actually would recognize same-sex marriages from other states, even though they wouldn't pr allow them to be performed there. So, so did he get any benefit? Mm -hmm. Okay. But not from the Social Security. Right. Or but he we got don't like a, a, a meager little death benefit thing or yeah. thing, maybe. Soon. We're just going to continue to watch the debt grow bigger and bigger. This issue, controlling spending, should be of intense interest to everyone, but especially Americans under 30. If we go on spending much more than we take in, well, I am 30, they are so the I don't ones have to be concerned. Going to be left holding the bag. I'm not under 30. Me neither. So the next time <laughs> a politician proposes a generous new government benefits program, the first question should be, where is the money going to come from to pay for it? What about when George Bush got elected and he sent everyone a, a stimulus package? That was that was where'd that thing. money come from? Everyone got a check for six hundred dollars. So you mean to tell me if I vote for you, I yeah. get a check for six hundred dollars? It did happen. Actually, it happened twice under mm -hmm. Bush, didn't it? But that's okay. I think like when he first got elected, everyone got a stimulus package, and then and I it's think weird because you know it's, it's very strange because at the time they were doing that, they're like this is going to stimulate the economy, and actually you know it it probably kind of did, but now that it, you know uh, they talk about raising the minimum wage, all the Republicans are like that's stupid. Why do we want to you know give all these other people more money? It's like wouldn't that stimulate the economy? Because now the people who actually spend their money instead of just hoarding it away are actually going to be spending it on things like goods and services because they have more income and but then the Republicans are like no I don't understand that yeah like when I, I, think, uh, they, I think they said to give uh, I'm sorry I think they said to give the um, employees at McDonald's $15 an hour McDonald's would have to raise the price of like a quarter pounder by like 15 cents or some ridiculously low amount like that you can look up the exact statistic because I don't think I'm, I got the numbers exactly right, but it's a meager amount. So this would not be some proportional thing where, you know, all of a sudden they're going to be charging $10 for a hamburger to, to make up for the loss or some shit. I don't know. When I studied economics, they I think they said that there was price was set by the laws of supply and demand. And then uh, they decide how much they're going to pay after they figure that out. But... Actually, they uh, the the price is more set by the demand than by the amount they. It would be their profit might be decreased a little bit, but increasing wages doesn't really increase the price that much. No, it doesn't. 
that's the point I was trying to make. It's like, you know, there probably would be a price hike, but it would be so insignificant compared to the fucking amount of money people would be making that had previously been making, you know, not even enough to live on. I think uh, they did a study not too long ago that showed that people who had a um, full-time minimum wage job could not afford an apartment in any state or not afford a, a, a one-bedroom apartment or a two-bedroom apartment or something like that. At least not without some form and of government assistance. And if he or she assistance. is honest, there's only one answer from you. I'm Michael Tanner of the Cato Institute for Prager University. <laughs> Join Prager University. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Everyone go do that immediately. Join the Prager University YouTube channel for more of their delightful content. Oh, yeah, that guy Prager, he's like a radio talk show host, right? I, I think I know who that guy is. Maybe. Not the guy who was talking, but uh, that wasn't Prager himself. Yeah, I didn't know. Is So he's like a Rush Limbaugh kind of guy? Yeah, I think he's uh, like some conservative Jewish talk show, talk show host. Yeah, they, we've watched a bunch of these videos, and they're all uh, narrated by different people. But. Actually, but but there's one that we agree with, and that's with uh, the factual feminist. Yep. And she wanted to be on our show, but then she was like, my friends said I shouldn't be on your show. And I think it could be her friends at Prager here. Probably so, because yeah. we've made fun of them on numerous occasions. Yes. All right, so here is... I have time for one more video because Scotty's going to be picking me up. Really? Soon. Hmm. Yeah, I got to head out pretty soon, too, so let's... Uh, All we'll right. Sounds good. Hmm. All right, we'll do this one. Uh... Oh, and by the way, uh, everybody, the uh, private show is happening on uh, Saturday. That's tomorrow at uh, 6, and if you're a patron, just... Uh, you know, keep your eyes on your uh, patron box, and uh, you will receive the URL there. So if you qualify for that, yep, boom. All right. Tomorrow, so tomorrow. Here's a video uh, from Ken Ham, actually. You know, that 9-11 event was certainly a dramatic event in the history of America and certainly challenged a lot of people. It reminds people, too, the fact that this is a sin-cursed universe. And, you know, the Bible um, tells what, us that you, death uh, is universe? the penalty for sin. And so it's not a question, really, of why did those people die. It's a question of why is everyone going to die? But also a reminder that there's evil in the world because of our sin and because we're responsible. When you think about it from a biblical perspective, uh, you can't just look at something and say, oh, that's what the terrorists did. You have to look at it from the perspective of that's what we did. So the terrorists were just like acting in your like your and Allah. How, how can you deny that Allah is the same God as your God then? Um, <laughs> well, he might he might be Satan because, you know, it's it's an extension of sin is what it really is. And we're all sinful. So we're culpable for 9-11 just as the people who actually did it. When you look at it from a biblical perspective, you know. Well, I mean, that's. The, the real big selling point of any religious perspective is that everything makes sense. That's what he's trying to tell everyone. Everything makes sense. If you really pay attention, it all makes sense. Everything. Because we the and Adam sin against the Holy God. God. 
So we're collectively responsible. So we need to be in, involved in praying about this nation, praying for people who don't trust the Lord, who don't know Him. Why even punish criminals then? For those people that are really rebelling against God and, and committing these uh, evil acts. So like, we need okay, to be so in prayer. If someone like rapes somebody or, you know, like kill somebody, shouldn't shouldn't your position on them be, you know, don't bother putting them in jail because it's not just them. It's really all of us. We're all culpable because, you know, we, we, we sin and we live in a sinful world and we need to pray and we need to get right with God. We in prayer for this nation because... I believe that this nation, personally, I believe from a perspective of reading Romans 1, that this nation is under judgment by God. Uh, the wrath of God revealed uh, against those who rebel against him in Romans 1. And one of the signs of even God judging a nation and, and withdrawing the restraining influence of the Holy Spirit, one of the signs is the sign of homosexual behavior, as Woo! it says in Romans 1. And I believe we're seeing that in this nation. I believe this nation is under judgment. And so I believe this nation needs to be praying. We need to be getting on our knees and repenting before a holy God. It's weird how uh, God hasn't destroyed Canada yet, you know? Yeah. Because gay marriage has been legal there for a decade. You figure God would have, uh, you know, done something by now. But I guess he I guess I guess he's only concerned now that his favorite country <laughs> is starting to turn against him. But he already said he wouldn't flood the earth again, so I think we're safe from floods at least. I don't know what what was gay about the World Trade Center? I, I missed something in that argument. What? It was totally gay. Uh, <laughs> they were like two dicks reaching <laughs> ever towards the sky, mocking God. <laughs> How dare you mock God with your phallic towers symbolizing homosexual unity? I think of, you know, some of the prophets in, in the Old Testament that would pray and, 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 and say, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us as a people for what we've done. And we've rebelled against you. And, and you know, your, your people have killed. So does Ken Ham agree with the 9-11 attackers? Is this like what he's saying? I don't, I don't know. It's a little confusing. But it all makes sense if you shut your mind off. The prophets and and they've compromised uh, with idolatry and so on. We need to recognize that we need to stand before a holy God or kneel before a holy God and repent. Don't stand. Of our sin. Kneel. Repent. The sin of this nation is throwing God out of the culture more and more. Throwing God out of the public schools, out Good. of the culture. Good. And murdering millions of children in their mother's wombs. Yeah. Yes, this nation needs to repent. That's we the real genocide. So, how does Ken Ham not agree with the 9-11 attackers? Um, I'm very confused by everything he said, so it's almost hard to follow the narrative. It's really sad that actually Church of Gale is easier to follow than <laughs> Ken Ham. Well, he, he wants us to kneel before God, and uh, they want us to kneel before Zod, maybe? I don't know. Like... <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's pretty fucked up. But I guess that's all the time we have for this edition of the uh, Drunken Pheasants Modcast. Um, thank you, liberal viewer, you fucking communist piece of shit, for being for on the me. show. 
thank you, Ben, for running the show. Thank you, Scotty Cena, for being the dynamic co-host that you are. And f- most of all, thank you to me for being tremendously awesome in all respects and in all regards and a flawless, perfect being with no faults or character flaws whatsoever. All right. Um, yeah, thank you, liber- liberal viewer, for being on the show tonight. And everyone who wants to check out his channel, check out the description. Liberal viewer. Hi, y'all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, fuck off, bitch. Before the police arrest you. All right, so uh, liberal viewer is gone now, and now, like, to not make things awkward, I'm saying fuck Scotty. He can wait in the parking lot. Fuck him. (laughs) Fuck Scotty. (laughs) Fuck him in the ish. Because I didn't want to make it awkward for him, but now the show must go on. Nah, it's gone two and a half hours. That's pretty much no, it hasn't. Yeah, it is. Are you sure? Yep, one hundred percent sure. I can even see it right there. We need to play another one. All right, you play one more. Like make Scotty's ass wait a little bit. That's fine. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Why why didn't Scotty want to come? Because he wanted to spend time with Stevie. Before Stevie had to go. That's such bullshit. Yeah, Scotty sucks. Fuck you, Scotty. So we're going to play a video? I guess so. Play one. What's that one that says feminism in giant letters? I want to turn it down. I don't know what it is. It sounds like some very generic bullshit. Yeah, it probably is, but whatever. Yeah. Can't you just, like, say this part aloud? Okay, here we go. So today we're going to talk about feminism and why I'm a feminist, and we're going to start with some definitions. Feminism is a movement for equality between men and women, politically, economically, and socially. Okay. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with it so far, except that's not really the definition a lot of feminists on the internet seem to use, but, you know, if that was, that'd be fine. If you think that women should be treated the same as men in being allowed to run for office and vote in getting paid the same amount for the same job, and if you mm-hmm. think of women as having equal worth to men and mm-hmm. being equally capable as men, then you're a feminist. Well, they can't pee standing up, so... I mean, come on. And also, you know, more women attempt suicide, but more men commit suicide, so obviously you're not as good at that either. I think in general, feminism is a movement that's empowering everyone, men and women, to oh, stop yeah. I felt viewing so people empowered based upon their gender and like, putting them in the box and being like, because feminists. you're a woman or because you're a man, you're this, and instead just viewing every single person as a unique individual. The progressive movement um, of... The, whoa, the, no, 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 that's, not, that's not feminism. You're describing something else entirely. Late nineteenth uh, and early twentieth century that was what it made was. a lot of social changes, and one of those was the women's suffrage movement. In uh-huh. nineteen twenty, the nineteenth amendment was ratified, and that gave women the right to vote. Right now, cool. women can vote in every country except for Saudi Arabia and Vatican City. Something else to think about politically <laughs> is that there's a How mass appropriate. Yeah. Two totally different religions, but still very misogynistic. I'll even agree. Yep. Very yeah, misogynistic. Why are you Catholics uh, so misogynistic, Ben? Catholics like you, you know what I'm saying? Underrepresentation of women in our government. Women occupy 19.3% of the House seats and only 20% of Senate seats. We've never had a female president. Well, so hold on. Only that's, three that's, like, that's voted on by the people. I mean, you know... Including the women who have the right to vote, they still vote for male candidates. 
There's no law that says that women can't vote. There's not even any legal impediment. It's simply what the people choose. So you could find fault with the people, but there's nothing wrong with the fucking political machinery that's set up now. There's nothing about it that is intrinsically disadvantageous to women. And unless you can demonstrate otherwise, what are you fucking talking about? The nine Supreme Court justices are women. Two of them were recently added within the past, like, ten years. Because there's so... Yeah. And I agree. I'm there's like, more women than black people. But even so, I, well, I, I'll, I'll give them... Black men had the right to vote before women in America. Yeah. And they were slaves. They went from slaves to being able to vote, but the, that women still couldn't vote until, like, uh Yeah, and I agree. Know, 40, That's 50 fucked years up. Later. But I, I'm not going to be like... You know, I, for every woman that was put in the Supreme Court, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. I want them to still be qualified. Bush wanted to put in a woman that was his lawyer, his personal lawyer, and no one thought that was okay. Yeah, you know, and I mean, like, what if uh, Sarah Palin was the first female president? I'm not going to look at it as like, wow, or the Michelle first Bachman. female president. I'm going to look at that as like, wow, another idiot's president. Yay. Yeah, I mean, like... I, I, I'm not going to vote for Hillary. I no. will not. I refuse. I will not. So if she's on the ballot in the general election, I will vote. A th I, I'm going to vote. I'm going to vote for like a third party candidate. What if she's running against Donald Trump? <sighs> I, I, I can't make any commitments until we get to that point. I think the show will get really interesting when we start covering all that shit. Oh, yeah, it should. But, um, you know, I... Hillary is more qualified as like an intelligent woman than Sarah Palin, obviously. But she's also a piece of shit, so. So few women who are in elected office positions is sending this subliminal message to young girls. Actually, uh, one of my favorite elected women to office, Marcy Captor, just throwing that out there and even to women who are my age, that men do leadership positions, that men run the government. I don't think it's that women don't want to run for office. I think it's just that we're taught growing up that that's not really what women do. The reason that we need feminism is that um, sexism is you something... You know, you can be taught whatever you want growing up. I mean, people tell you all kinds of shit. You don't have to listen to them. You know, that we're I mean... socialized... You you can they, they they do you think I turned out the way that the fucking school wanted me to? No. Do you think they were encouraging me to become a long-haired fucking stoner who rants on the internet? That's not the job I was conditioned for. I fucking made my own goddamn decisions. To accept as young children, and we grow up having these preconceived notions about the world and about gender roles that aren't true. And it's this vicious cycle where young girls are not seeing females in these leadership positions as much, and then they think that that's not even an option for them or something that they want to aspire to. And so, what feminism does is it kind of comes in and it messes up that cycle of inequality economically. So, I think that this is the no, most simple what one. Feminism it's does just is picks females on people for their taste the in same video amount games as and males movies. for doing the same job. In the United States. The Lawrence sure of Arabia doesn't pass the Bechdel test, so it's a piece of fucking shit. We're feminists. I'm gonna fuck your ass, and then you're gonna be humble. Yeah. Alright, so I, I think we'll leave it at that. Yep. Maybe we'll review this video another time. Let Scotty Cena have the last word. 
I can't beat the fuck out of you with more of my little finger. I'm gonna fuck your ass and then you're gonna be humble. I can't kick your butts. I can't beat the fuck out of you with more of my little finger. I beat the fuck out of you. I fucked your wife, I fucked your daughter, and I fucked your son! Good, Good night, everybody. Well, that's good, TJ, because I've left it, everything rolling here for the Drunken Peasants Ooh. post show. Oh, really? Yeah. Why not? We'll wait for Scotty to call you or send you a message or whatever. I don't. I don't see one yet. Scotty's bitch ass. Scotty's a bitch ass bitch. So everybody, uh, did you enjoy the show tonight? Let us know. We we didn't beg for thumbs up. We actually had like someone who, on the show who was like. Too legit to quit. Yeah, I don't even know how to say it. That's what he was. Too legit. I could tell when we showed him shit like Church of Gale. He was kind of like, eh, like. What am, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, yeah. What do you want me to say? Yeah, it's a crazy woman. Yeah, she's insane. I, I he said something like, I think she might have this. It's like, yeah, we know she's crazy. I think she has like some kind of mental illness. Like, but oh, no I, shit. I encourage everyone to email Gail's men because I think if you email that, you're emailing the fucks that are fucking with her. Yeah, let them know what the pieces of shit they are. <sighs> I feel two ways about it. It's it's hard for me because I laugh at it, and I know they like plant the seed for a lot of her creativeness. We can still find it funny, but not approve. But because it's happening anyway. It, so I, we can do about it. The thing I draw the line in is like nudity and sexual like kind of shit, and like she's t she said shit about. Them asking like her to send naked pictures and shit. I I don't agree with that at all. So if the, if that's what's going on, these people kind of need to. Well, they're definitely kind of scummy. Yeah. I mean, you're. Well, you know, I've dealt with people who had mental illness. Um. So so of one I. of the things they tell you is you know if you if you meet you know a, sch a schizophrenic person or someone who has delusions. Uh, you're not supposed to bolster their delusions. You're exactly. making them worse. You're not well, making them better. I, I actually, I've, I've experienced that in my own family, like my immediate family, too. So I know, like, when, when someone says, "Do is this real? You say, no, that's not real. I mean, that's that's just your illness, you know, making you feel that way. That's That's not what's really happening. Right, but these so, people are basically saying, no, that is really happening, and in if, fact, all this if, other crazy shit's if, happening, If Gail too. was just sitting there, you know, behind the keyboard writing this shit. But no, there's people who are probably not mentally ill, uh, putting ideas in her head because they think it's funny. Yeah. So, you know. I'm, I'm opposed to that. So, Gail's men at yahoo.com, I think it is. You could check uh, earlier in the video, or earlier in the audio, whatever you're watching or listening to this on, for the exact address, but I believe that's it. Let them know how you feel. Yeah, let them know they're a bunch of scum fucks. <laughs> and uh, the drunken peasants hold them in contempt. Uh, yeah. But we're Jesuits, so what do we know? Yeah. It's funny. I, 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 because she's convinced that we're Jesuits. 
they had to have told them that. Oh, yeah, they definitely told I them. I think they're nervous. It's like, oh, enough people are, are paying attention Because remember, they actually now. wanted to be on the show once. Yes, I got a they lot of... Tr- they tried to get on here, and then when we were basically like, you guys are a bunch of scum fucks, then afterwards we became Jesuits and Gale's Yes. World. So we went from like a show that they were trying to get her to come on to... I don't know why they wanted that. Like, did they think we're going to pay them or something? I think they thought we would, like, approve and be like, yeah, that's cool. You guys are all right. What you're doing is not fucked up at all. We give it the drunken peasants thumbs up seal of approval. We draw the line some places. Like, I mean, get rid of these fucks. Let Gail, like, write stuff. Yeah, let her write her little Brent Spiner fan fiction and and have her little uh, fun delusions. She doesn't need people adding, like, new cockies and jizz. Yeah, yeah, we don't need that. You know, I'm sure that she's crazy enough on her own without other people trying to fill her head with more nonsense just for their own amusement. I think even with that, it's like... I I don't know. It's it's pretty, pretty fucked, up. fucked up. Yeah, that's all I can really say. Yeah, it is fucked up. So has Scotty contacted you yet? I don't think so. Let me check my phone. Nope. It's well. Monica's fault. Oh, I mean, it's somebody's fault. It's Richard Dreyfus's fault. Yeah. Fuck you, Richard Dreyfus. I'm touching your butts. How do you feel about it? Atheism is unstoppable. Who's the only one here who knows the illegal ninja moves from the government? I caught you a delicious bass. She says she doesn't want you here when she gets back because you've been ruining everybody's lives and eating all her steak. Get off my property or I'll call the cops uh, on you. I'm not getting his uh, commentary here. I don't understand. Get off my what... property or I'll call the cops on you. Oh, okay. Well, get I don't off my be property or I'll call the cops so... on you. Just listen to your heart. That's what I do. Ba-bump, ba-bump, ba-bump. I've heard so Except many Napoleon people. Dynamite had like, you know, uh, Char- even though charisma. He, yeah, even though he was obnoxious and kind of, you know, borderline like autistic. Right. I would say. But he had like a good heart. So that alone kind of makes him nothing. He like sounds AIU. just like him. He does though. sound just like him. I. I I had told creationist cat, but like me, I was I was chatting with the cat directly mm-hmm. and i was like hey you know he sounds just like napoleon dynamite he was like what are you talking about i'm like he does and then on the last show i was playing the clips and they're like holy fuck he does he does he sounds exactly oh apparently like though dynamite. tj abar- apparently we're stupid though we're dumb because we didn't realize the all the audio we were commenting on was actually Chris Rock audio read by atheism yeah. is unstoppable. Yeah, people sent me that too. Like, oh, he, you missed his point because you didn't watch the whole. No, video. it's like God, we it's don't. Wrong. We, we never, we almost never watch an entire video of that length. It doesn't even matter. And even so, like, oh, just because a black guy said it, it's right. First of all, yeah, like Chris Rock. He said it in the midst of a stand-up routine, so who knows how fucking serious Comedian. he was even being. Second of all, Chris Rock has said so much other shit about racial issues that make it the, pretty clear where he actually stands. He stopped doing the black people versus niggas uh, comedic routine. Yeah, because a lot of white racists were using it to bolster yes. 
their racist arguments. Yes. So he's like, you know what? That's not what I was intending when I fucking said that. So shit. now, I, I mean, you're doing the very thing that made Chris Rock quit doing other things. So don't say I support Chris Rock using this to bolster my racist argument. See, Chris Rock knows what's up. Chris Rock would not agree with you on the topic of race. Anyone who actually is a, is a fan of Chris Rock, is familiar with Chris Rock, they know he and AIU are not just going to sit no. there and, and no, nod no, no, each no. other's heads at each TJ, other. TJ, they tight. They, they tight? They tight. They tight. I'm sorry. I didn't know they tight. I, I thought they weren't tight. I thought they were loose. They, they tight. They tight. Yeah. They ain't loose. They tight. Yep. Gotcha. All right. Good night, Fox. Night, fuckers. We're the night fuckers. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.